This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The Intel report on COVID is out, and they have said they have no idea. That, that, that's it. Okay, uh... We were all uh, excited, you know, we're sitting here with Steve Bannon and he's like, look, you know, the Intel report's coming out, we'll see what they say. And I'm like, oh man, and you know, we had a bunch of other people and they're all excited and they're like, it may, COVID may have leaked from the Wuhan lab. Maybe, we don't know. We're divided. Nothing definitive, but there is a lot of news still in Afghanistan. And I got to be honest, guys, you know, I, I do think the Afghanistan stuff is probably the most important, but at a certain point, it's like... We have talked about it so much. I have talked about it so much that I want... Well, we're going to talk about it, obviously, but I wanted to lead in with something else just because the Afghanistan stuff is some of the most depressing and dark stuff. And then it reminds you, and I here, I, here I go reminding you, that there's the emperor has no clothes. So it's creepy stuff. Also, interestingly, in the news, this may come as a surprise to many of you, but Milo Yiannopoulos has been censored. Huh. Yeah. Again, on YouTube. Apparently, they, he got banned off YouTube, uh, you know, where he was still allowed. And I, you know, a lot of people, uh, I guess haven't heard from him in a long time because of the censorship, but, uh, censorship is still happening. So we'll definitely talk about that. And we're being joined by one of the experts on censorship, Dan Gaynor. Thanks. I'm vice president for Free Speech America at the Media Research Center. And we spend all our time trying to stop what's become an absolute madness on the internet, taking away all of our freedom to speak, to say anything. It was awful before, and then COVID it just went insane because oh, yeah. they they feel you've now got the president of the United States and the Surgeon General who are trying to force the social media companies to restrict speech. Yeah, it's I, I, it's utter insanity. So yes, there's there's a uh, keeps me busy. Uh, there's a there's a, a story right now from Science Mag, NewsGuard certified Science Mag, a legitimate publication, talking about uh, I think it's uh, infection rates. Or no, no no I'm sorry it's it's talking about likelihood of um what is it it's it's, it's you don't want to be response. too specific because yeah, you know what's going to happen to you well no 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 i just want to <laughs> it's, it's about like uh, um likelihood of catching covid based on infection versus vaccine or something like that yeah it's talking about the immune response you'll have based on uh getting it versus getting the vaccination twitter has censored it right it's a legitimate study published by a legitimate mag- le- legitimate magazine science mag newsguard certified can't talk about it and 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 we know this has been going on because twitter shut down the hunter biden stories there was collusion between big tech and the Democratic Party to shut down negative stories about Biden. And then we saw that Rasmussen poll that said if people were aware of what Joe and his son had done, Joe meaning like flying his son to China on Air Force Two and meeting with his business partners, people wouldn't have voted for him. That's yeah. the problem of censorship. Well, and the problem this I've been on online since before the World Wide Web. And which means A, I'm old and B, I've got this nice perspective when it was, when it was pleasant. You, when you had like people talking online about the guild, you know, and Felicia Day and everything was nice. Oh, and then, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, things started crazy in 2014 and then it got worse and worse in 15 and 16 with the election. And after Trump won, largely on the basis of social media, cause he had a, he was a social media powerhouse. The social media companies in the left, and particularly in the traditional press, who are the biggest advocates for censorship, they went 
and completely insane. It just determined to, okay, you guys won with it. Well, we're going to take it all away. And every single day <clears throat> since then, they've been trying to put us more and more in a box. And it's, even though we call ourselves Free Speech America, that was when we launched I mean, that sort of our mindset. Now it's not about free speech anymore mm. because it was before even COVID, but now because of COVID, everything, you spend all of your lives online. You go to school, your kids do or you do, you work, you sell, you buy, you go to see the doctor, you interact with your government, you do everything, including banking. And they're censor if they censor us online in those, then it's not an issue of free speech. It's simply, are you a first class or a third class citizen at this simply point? Simply civil rights. Yeah. Exactly. We'll get into all that stuff. We'll check out the website, too. We got Ian. Yeah, you're, as you're talking about this, I'm thinking of the frogs in the pot and how we're slowly, this is like, oh, it's just a little bit of censorship here, a little bit there. Then all of a sudden, you said the naughty word on the phone. They're taking your phone number away. You're not allowed to get a phone now. You're not allowed to have a social media account now. You're not allowed to have a bank. Like, it's completely dehumanizing, absolutely a violation of human rights. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Right Thank you. We got, we yeah, got. I'm, I'm excited too, as I already pitched in, because as soon as I saw this thing on Twitter, I called my, my magic special source who has two different master's degrees, including one in biomedical sciences, and I was like, bro, bro, is getting a disease better or worse than getting the shot? Because with chicken pox, if you don't want to get shingles, you should get the shot. You shouldn't just get chicken pox. And he was like, it depends on the virus, depends on all this stuff, but there's no reason for Twitter to be censoring this. So I'm really excited to be talking about this. Before we get started, head over to TimCast.com, become a member, and you will get an advertisement-free experience as you browse the website, plus all of our members-only podcasts from the TimCast IRL show, and you'll be supporting our fierce and independent journalists. That's awesome, right? Mm. That should be enough, but uh, also like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends. It's Friday night. We, we, we chill a little bit on Friday nights. We got this news. It's not really news. It's nothing. From the New York Post. COVID origins report says it's plausible virus leaked from Wuhan lab. That's it. That's, that's, that's the origins report. Can't tell us the origins. The New York Post reports an unclassified summary of the U.S. intelligence community's report on COVID-19 says it's plausible the virus leaked from a lab in Wuhan and that it might be genetically engineered. Then investigators remain divided. I suppose at the very least this, you know, now when the media says it's a conspiracy theory that, that, that it's a genetically modified lab leak or something, you can be like, well, they said maybe. I'll well, take maybe, right? Well, I mean, maybe means you can at least discuss it for a year. <laughs> it was, you know, oh, you went, you, you know, went to the woodshed. They took you to the woodshed, beat you up a little bit, maybe, maybe suspended you, maybe banned you for talking about something. They went after members of Congress, you know? Yeah. But, that, that's, well, we, we, that's how extreme. We mentioned this a little bit. Dave Rubin got suspended like a week before they announced booster shots for saying booster shots were coming. So so Dave's tweeting like, they're going to have booster shots. Twitter suspends him. And then like a week later, the New York Times is like, booster shots, shots have been announced. I think with Dave, it looked like he had a lot of evidence showing that it was a, it probably would happen. And he, I don't know exactly what happened, but I imagine he said it it is going to happen. And that's like crossing a line. Saying that it's evident and that it looks like it is very likely is very different than saying it is. But journalists have been doing this for basically the history of journalism, saying, hey, we've got sources saying that this is going to happen. I was talking about this downstairs. Uh, you're not allowed to criticize the World Health Organization or the CDC, basically, by these social media companies. But then New York Times can run a story. They did They did a story at the end of, I think it was 2019, right, right at the end of the year, about the World Health Organization. They said... 
one of the one of the givens of the World Health Organization is that they want you to keep open borders in the middle of a pandemic, which I think ordinary people will go, well, that's nuts. But they, they said, oh, it's this way. But then they dug into it. And it turns out there's absolutely no scientific reason for it. It's simply their agenda to keep the borders open. Now, why, why we do this? Well, because we're supposed to listen to the sciencey people at the World Health Organization. Why? Well, now the funny thing is, you know, uh, and we'll we'll give we'll give YouTube its its uh, uh, its its piece in in all of the horse dewormer stories. You know, it's it's the craziest thing seeing every single outlet refer to ivermectin as horse medicine because it's like, don't they give ibuprofen to dogs? Like, don't they? You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. So the issue is, and for you, YouTube. Uh, that ivermectin isn't FDA approved. There are some studies going on right now, but it is not FDA approved for treatment in COVID, but it's also not horse medicine. I mean, it technically is, but it is FDA approved for certain uses like skate, like topical scabies. And I think, you know, general dewormer stuff. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing is how the, the, the media is walking in lockstep. They're all saying horse medicine. It's, not over horse medicine. it's in a version of horse medicine, but it's also in other things. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, like we, give, we yeah. give antibiotics to horses too. Yeah, it doesn't we make them horse similar, antibiotics, like, right? Right, 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 right. Yeah. But how the how the media is treating it this way? How like we have to even be careful bringing it up because YouTube is sitting there with their finger. Like there's somebody at YouTube right now with their finger over the ban button. It's shaking, and they're like, just say it. Press the button. That's how excited they are to ban us. Well, they're excited to ban everybody who dares. Oh, wait, you said the wrong thing. I interviewed uh, Dr. Zevzelenko, and he got documents restricted by Google Docs. Now, if that is not 1984-ish, wow. oh. oh, you've got stuff. You can't share them to other human beings, even though you wrote them, and they involve documents that you sent to, you know, to world leaders, but you can't share them to other human beings because they're locked out. I mean, that that is there. There was a, um, I think BitChute was banned. Mm-hmm. Like Twitter had banned links to BitChute, yeah. or I think they still do it. Like gives you a warning. And there was one thing I tweeted about. I can't remember what it was, but it was like if you tried to tweet it, it would give you an error. And so they don't even say they censored you. They're just like, oops, site's broken. That's all it is. And then you're like, this one link. Remember when Facebook banned Minds? Hmm. You yes. That? Yeah. Yeah. And you couldn't send a message, a Facebook message with minds.com yeah. in the message or it would be like, yep. this, this I can, I can top that. There are people who are banned on Facebook, not that they're not allowed to be on Facebook. You cannot send their websites by messenger on Facebook. They, they literally will not be able to send. We ran across, it was a dentist, a friend of mine was trying to go to, uh, out in Arizona and, like well, I can't. She was trying to send me the the link to the to the dentist, but he does some holistic health mm-hmm. and couldn't couldn't do it. They, we ran a hunting uh, group in Dallas. Their their website was banned on Facebook, even though it didn't violate any Facebook rules. The Facebook you know authoritarians who don't like hunting banned them. So them. so you know, looping back to the, the the report, which tells us literally nothing. You know, the the COVID origins report. You're basically saying that at least this allows us to talk about it now, right? Because before it was like, if you brought this stuff up, you're a conspiracy theorist, you risk getting banned or censored. But now that the intel community is saying, maybe we should be safe, right? Well, like they're we, not going to ban us? I think, I think, well, I mean, see, the thing is they want to ban us. That's the problem. So since you've got rule sets that are designed to restrict anything they don't like, then the people who enforce them are people who restrict anything they don't like. 
And then the people you appeal to are the people who restrict anything you don't like. It's kind of set up. And of course, you get the fact checkers who are just evil and moronic. And they yeah. will also restrict anything they don't yeah, like. Yeah, well, you know, what the thing about fact checking is all of these organizations that do fact checking that go through the pointer institute so that on Facebook they can remove you. <laughs> why don't conservatives set up fact checking organizations? Here's why. Because the fact, because I've had people ask us to do it. Because the fact checking network can also remove you. So you could spend hundreds of thousands of dollars hiring people, setting up uh, the operation. It's very tedious. If you start fact-checking CNN, CNN's going to call the pointer, and they're going to pull your authority, and then you're off. And that's it. You're done. Because they control, they, they control the whole game. And what happened was a whole bunch of journalists got laid off back after 2008. So they came up, and they, journalists hate the fact that people use what are called you know, alternative facts, and so they, they basically came up with a way to game the system. They now control the facts, even though most of the time what they're doing is just narrative. Yeah, they don't care. They're, oh, well, we think your narrative is wrong. You need right. to include 60 more paragraphs. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com slash carlson. That's carshield.com slash carlson. Yeah, I got fact-checked by lead stories. Uh, Actually, it was, was, okay, here's what happened. I tweeted out something about Epstein's plane and like Bill Clinton or something like that. And I don't remember the exact tweet, but everything I said was factually correct. Someone screen grabbed it and posted it to Facebook. And then lead stories said it was, it was fake. This, this, this tweet is false information. And so I looked up, I, I, I saw the tag on my tweet screenshotted. I didn't post it. And then it said false information. Here's one. I clicked it, went to their story, which confirmed every single thing in my tweet was correct. When I called the guy from the company, he was irate and yelling, and he was like, I refuse to change it. And his argument was basically that the way it was phrased in the tweet could give the wrong impression. And I said, the impression is irrelevant when my facts are all correct. What someone assumes based on reading the tweet is irrelevant. I didn't say what you're accusing me of saying. I guess he was accusing me of saying something like Bill Clinton went to Epstein Island or something, which I didn't say. I can't remember exactly what the tweet was. And then instead of instead of taking down the fake fact check, he left it up, but put, you know, like partially incorrect or something like that. So they can take a, a fact and then call it fake news and false information and then explain on their end that, well, it, it is technically true, but we just want to provide clar- you know clarification. So now when you get hit on Facebook and Facebook strips you of monetization, that's the that's the end result. Well, and what they do is their favorite is the context you know, oh, you don't have enough context. Well, by that definition, the entire freaking world doesn't have enough context. Encyclopedia Britannica doesn't have enough context because, oh, you didn't include this book full of information about Afghanistan or those 27 books about, you know, uh, 
you know, pick your topic, calculus. Oh, well, there's not enough information in calculus in there, so you need to add more context. We got hit by PolitiFact for rerunning a CDC chart. Okay, mm-hmm. so not doing anything controversial here. We reran a CDC chart linked to a story about it, and that story linked back to the CDC. PolitiFact gave us a fact check. It gave us sort of like the trifecta of fact checks. They said, okay, well, we lack context. But then they called it partly false. But then he put a big, you know, huge red capital letters false on our chart. And so we challenged it. They, of course, ignored it. So what we did, we got more than 40 conservative organizations together and sent an obnoxious letter to the International Fact Checking Network and said, you got to pull their, pull their your card. They are not fair. We've, the Media Research Center has tracked more than 50 examples since 2019 where they've been out of control. Yeah. And I, we didn't really think they would do it. But so now that's got to be the narrative. Every time PolitiFact does another lousy fact check, people are going to go, more than 40 organizations said this organization should lose its fact-checking ability. Do you see when they, uh, uh, I can't remember which organization it was, they flagged the CDC itself as, as false <laughs> news? Yeah. Yeah, so on Facebook, a link to the CDC. It was an article from the CDC where they said that they were changing, that they were encouraging new uh, testing for COVID. And so these Facebook fact-checkers flagged CDC.gov as fake news. And you know what the funny thing is? When I so there's there's people you can reach out to at Facebook if you're uh, one of the, the the better men and the privileged elites like we all are here. I'm I'm kidding mm-hmm. uh, in a sense like, but the, the reality is in this world if you have a show and you have followers, then all of a sudden there's someone to talk to at Facebook. But the regular people they're they're kicked to the gutter. So I know I I, I have the contact emails, I have the connections, and they said when you get fact checked on Facebook, it's not us, it's those third party companies, and I I argued. Facebook has given special privileged access that is not public accommodation to these people. So you're effectively outsourcing Facebook's role in fact-checking to third parties. I would argue that it's still Facebook's responsibility for defamation. If Facebook is going to, uh, if, if, if there is going to be a box that says fake information over my post, and that is not true as a statement of fact saying what I put was false information, then I think Facebook and that company are responsible. Facebook said, screw you, it's them, do something about it. So you effectively have to just go after these fact checkers and sue them for defamation. And the, and the reality is, if they called a CDC chart fake, false information, that's not an opinion, that's a statement of fact, you gotta sue, you gotta sue for defamation. Well, and, and of course, you know, these organizations, who pays them? Hmm. Facebook. Yeah, they get money from Facebook. That's that's one of the so you were well, mentioned clear cut. Go for Facebook. Yeah, I was gonna say you make you mentioned lead stories. So we had, we did a big piece on lead stories. I guess probably 2019. It, uh, my whole sense of timing is screwed up because of COVID. Uh, it's like seems like 30 years in the last year and a half. But uh, we did it and we slammed them. They denied everything we did. You know, we said about them. But then right after they launched their red and blue feed to show that they were fact checking both sides. But here's the game that these that it's not just them, but that Facebook and all the companies play when they fact check somebody on the right. It's, you know, it goes gets scattered all over Facebook and attached to everything that anybody posts about that. But if they do it for somebody left, it doesn't do that. So if they fact check, uh, you know, some micro organization or Occupy Democrats saying something stupid because they're idiots, uh, you know, if they fact check them, well, then they won't say, oh, by the way, they were actually citing something that CNN did. They're not going to then attach that fact check to CNN. It just right. drops there. 
And so that's the way. So what they've set it up is it deliberately hurts conservative organizations and anybody who disagrees with the status quo, which I'm pretty sure is the people in this room. Yep. (laughs) I would say so. It's a broken system. I don't know what else to say. We've been dealing with, with with it for a long time, and I guess the challenge is it just shows how dark things are continually getting. That we even move beyond this, knowing it's happening, and nothing's changed. That we're now we're now at a period where we're, we we can't have discussions about the science. They tell us trust the science, and I'm like, okay, well, a bunch of scientists just came out. Ah, bah, 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 not those scientists. I'm like, well, uh, who am I supposed to trust then, and why, Doctor Fauci? But Fauci has been wrong every other day. Yeah, well, trust him. But what about those doctors over there? Nope. All right, I guess. What about when Fauci outright, you know, got called out for, oh, moving the goalposts, which we, which in civilized society we call lying through his teeth. But when, it, when he did that or when he lied about masking, what about when Sanjay Gupta, this is actually one of my favorite little elements from, from, from COVID, when you know, early March 2019, when Sanjay, or 2020, when Sanjay Gupta had a town hall at CNN, where they had about 60 some people packed, you know, shoulder to shoulder in the audience, not wearing masks when Gupta comes out and says on air that masking is dangerous. Hmm. Now, Gupta said that? Yeah. Then, oh, suddenly they decide that later on masking is good. Now, oh, right, I'm right, okay, right. I'm okay with them doing that if, if they keep saying, by the way, you know, I said this, this dumb thing before and keep putting it out there. But what happens is all that stuff gets memory hold. Every time Fauci does something or Gupta does something or any of these people, they say something that's wrong or, you know, later on proven wrong. There's no there's no accountability for them. There's only accountability for us. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about how dark things are actually getting. So let's step into this one from CNBC. Congressional panel investigating January 6th insurrection demands records from Facebook, Twitter and other tech firms. So here we go. You may have heard that the January 6th committee submit, uh, submitted a letter to, to all these different government agencies demanding information on basically everybody in the Trump government, as well as a large number of activists who are just, I mean, Scott Pressler is the most pressing example. He's a guy who registers Republicans to vote and he cleans up garbage. Mm. And they said they wanted every, every communication from the government to him going back to April 1st of 2020 into January 20th of 2021. This guy has nothing to do with any of it. And my understanding, he he wasn't even in D.C. during on January 6th, but this is their overreach. And now it's coming to the big tech firms, which is what we expected when we had Jack Posobiec here, who was on this list. You know, the, the general idea we were talking about is they'll eventually take it from the government to social media companies. Now, all of these big tech firms who we know are biased are going to start going after Trump supporters and activists. They're, they're, I'm willing to bet if you're like some mid-level Trump supporter, your communications, your DMs will probably get leaked. Because they're, they're going to demand it. And why Why would Facebook, Twitter, or Google say no? They're going to be like, well, you know, it's very important. We help out. Here you go. Well, look at look at how the government tax forms for all these rich people got leaked all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Biden, Biden is talking about going after rich people with his tax efforts. Oh, and also talking about throwing tons of money at the IRS. Magically... ProPublica gets a dump of the tax for the tax records for a lot of famous rich people and then starts writing about it. Now, you know, it's, oh, remember we weren't supposed to talk about the deep state. Oh, deep state doesn't exist until a guy from the New York Times writes a book and says the deep state, the deep state <laughs> yeah. exists and it's, it's a good, good. thing. Yeah, it's a yeah, good yeah. thing because it's on our side, you know? Let's, uh, let me read a little bit from here. We got this from CNBC. They say the House Select Committee investigating January 6th. 
said Friday it's demanding a trove of records from 15 social media companies, including Facebook, Twitter, Google, and a slew of pro-Trump platforms. The uh, requests for records stretching back to the spring of 2020 are related to the spread of misinformation, efforts to overturn the 2020 election or prevent the certification of the results, domestic violent extremism, or and foreign influence in the 2020 election, the committee said in a press release. They're also looking into policy changes that the social media companies adopted or failed to adopt regarding the spread of violent extremism, misinformation, and foreign malign influence that includes decisions on banning material from platforms and contacts with law enforcement and other government entities, the press release said. The committee's latest requests further underscore the role of social media on the Capitol attack, blah, 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 blah. They blamed blamed Parler, but it was actually Facebook where people were were, were getting together and scheduling and planning for uh, for, for January 6th. So uh, the the coordination, coordination and collusion, I think, is obvious. And now, what's the chances that these companies just turn over all this data? And everyone who is anti-establishment all of a sudden has the worst possible things they've ever said taken out of context, plastered all over the internet, every story possible. And then what happens next after that is the financial institutions start saying, oh, whoa, oh, geez, these stories, yep, got to ban them. Well, financial institutions already are doing some of that. They did it to, uh, what it, you know, I was going to say, one of the one of the Republican Senate candidates in Delaware. Oh, okay, we can't, we're not going to allow you. We're going we're gonna to shut down your bank account. We're, we're going to, you know, you got PayPal doing the same thing, all these companies. But yes, that is, that's an enormous, insane, uh, Stasi-like, uh, you know, overreach of, gov- of government into basically the lives of absolutely everybody. Yeah, this you know, is. And, and you're right. It's not just, but it's not just the, they could, they could leak, oh, you, you know, you're having an affair on your wife. Somebody's having, you know, oh, you just, you send a dirty joke. You, Anything they want they can use against you with that. And unfortunately, we all, and I certainly fall in this category, we've all spent years posting absolutely everything on social media. Mm. And they, and beyond that, they also know who your friends are. Yeah. So even if you've not done anything wrong, they can go after your family members. Oh, hey, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're 50 years old. You got kids who are in their twenties. Oh, you've never done, you've never even gone speeding. But your kids, oh, well, they've done something wrong. So, hey, we're going after the kids now. There's, that is, that's just the most broad insanity thing I've ever heard government it's, do. It's very clear the path that we're on, where we're going. And at a certain point, I'm kind of just like, well, I don't know, what do we do? Do we just, you know, kick back, put your feet up and wait for the tsunami to crash over? In public, but you got to be super subtle about how you change the system quietly. Like how? Like by building technology that yeah. makes it so. Building culture. Yeah, yeah, like Fediverse projects, things where things that can't be censored or that aren't censored by nature, things that are decentralized, stuff like that. You know, the cryptography and crypt, um, cryptocurrency. That's why they're, they hate they hate crypto so much. They freak out about it because that really does you know put a. a, a well, they can they can monitor. They up. can't monitor where your money goes. No, they I mean, can. And, but I mean, I mean, but I mean, that's they, depending they, on which one you use. If you use like Monero or Zcash, but Bitcoin is fully public, right? And but, they can easily track all of it. But I mean, this follows this follows choke point. You know, when choke point went after went after the you know the, I guess what the gun companies and other stuff, and went after drugs. You can't carry more than ten thousand dollars of cash on you because oh, you might be right. might be making a drug deal. Then when they found that people were carrying nine, they cut it back to eight. Because yep. they don't want you to, you know, it's like we don't want you carrying cash because you might actually buy something we don't approve of. And so now if we catch you with $8,001 in your car, we can take it all. Yep. Civil asset forfeiture. They just mm. steal your money. 
and you don't get it back. Amazing. Yeah. I wonder how that would play out if you're like running like a burger shop and you have like your day, daily cash from the right, from the tills. You're going to the bank with it and they're like, that's a bank. They envelope. stop you outside the bank and they're yeah. like, you're going to go buy drugs with it. You're like, I'm not the deposit. <laughs> they're like, no. And you're like, you're holding the deposit thing open. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three row all electric SUV, the Kia EV9 with available all wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dude, we are living in the nightmare dystopia, and it's only getting worse every day. And the only re- and and I guess when you're a frog in a pot, and the pot starts slowly coming to a boil, people just don't know and don't care. But I, I people need to stop and just think about a few things. What uh, is it? Is it shocking to you if I told you that you have a a a a serial number registered with the government for your person? Not for me. No, nothing. Nothing. I, I mean, my my level of shock is kind of like gone up a lot you know like what it takes to shock i think if i went home and i found police cars surrounding my home i'd probably be surprised by like that. Is, i only think that reaches shock isn't it a crazy idea when you realize that like every single person in the u.s is serialized with a specific number that identifies you every citizen yeah it's like something i, I remember i'd grow up and i'd see like movies where people would get numbers and stuff like that and how wrong and bad it was and then it's like but we've been doing this since what is it, like 1916 or something social security numbers yeah not, you not need, you, since FDR era. So when was that? 30s. 30s? Yeah. Yeah. So, so if you want to do anything in this country, you know, almost anything, you need a social security number. You need to be registered with the government. Now you've got New York City saying you need a, you need a, a photo ID state issued in order to get access to any of these buildings. It's weird. Like, you go to the restaurant. Hey, hey I want to get, I want to get carry out. Sorry, you can't come in. No, no, you no, know, no carry out's okay. No, but if you can't come in the building, no, you can't. Unless you show your ID. No, 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 no. No, it, the, the law exempts carry out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Apparently, if you have COVID, but you're only going to be in for carry out, you can't cough <laughs> on people or something. Oh. Also, I learned something really interesting is that when, uh, when you, when you first walk in, you're wearing the mask because COVID sits high. But when you sit down, you're underneath it. I'm kidding, by the way. Oh, I have yeah. no idea what that policy like is. Heat. It's like you walk into a restaurant. I was talking to a restaurant on the phone, and I was like, they, they, they were like, oh, you've got to wear masks regardless of vaccination status. And I was like, okay. And I was like, but then when I sit down, I can take it off. And they're like, yes. And I was like, does that make sense? And the guy was like, I don't know. They just make me do it. And I'm like, <laughs> yo, that's ridiculous, dude. Like. Uh, whatever, man. People just keep the people just follow along. They march along with all this stuff. Well, I mean, you look at Australia right now. It's not no, just yeah. march along, but I mean, they're all locked in their homes again. I mean, how many, I've lost track. I saw somebody post a chart of how many lockdowns Australia has had eighth. since since COVID. This the, they're going on the eighth, I think. Really? Yeah, Holy seventh cow. or eighth. Yeah. Oh, wow. YouTube's mad at us right now. Yeah, they're giving us trouble. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I'm I'm checking the feed and I'm seeing it keeps cutting out. Yeah. We've got full internet. We've got our internet's. 
What spicy Perfect. things are we talking about? Might be us. Yep. I think Ben and, and Andreas were going to work on the internet today, so there was some issues. No, with no, I'm looking at the connection. We're solid. Interesting. We have a solid high speed connection right now. Mm. Yeah, I'll start singing uh, Avenue Q for you know maybe, maybe they'd be happy if we talk about that. Talk <laughs> about porn. And you know, uh, I, I just want to. I, I just. I do. I, we, there is something that needs to be said, though. It needs to be said, Ian. Okay, you, you, people need to hear this. Oh, here we go. Mark Zuckerberg is such a good guy. I love he's him. Just, yeah. He's so fast. <laughs> you know? And Jack Dorsey. Good haircut. I like what, his what, hair. what a good yeah. guy. Well, actually, oh, when he goes actually, his beer out. Jack yeah, Dorsey yeah. did good tweet beer. out Rothbard, so I guess I'll give him some <laughs> yeah. credit. Dor- dude, Dorsey's, Dorsey's red pill. Oh, wait. That dude's well, legit. <laughs> he's just yeah. co-opted by the corporation well, right now. Dorsey's also now, he moved in from the, I've got the crazy, like, 400-mile beard into I'm now dating supermodels. So he is going through a little bit of a phase. Midlife crisis, yeah. He got all the career stuff out of the way. He's just, yeah. he's a, he's, he's a figurehead for Twitter. You know, he left the company. He's doing Square. Square's doing really well. And then they brought him back because they needed someone to take responsibility, I guess. So he, he, I don't even know why he does it. I don't, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. The dude's got, he's a billionaire. Like, what is he worried I, I about? I get that he's maybe feels like just by still having a tether with it, he can still kind of make it, keep it from going totally insane. But when a company buys you out, man, that's their company now. It's not. It's not his company anymore. So yeah, it's like, like a skin suit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, look, actions speak louder than words. I suppose. Uh, did you see when Jack Dorsey tweeted out Rothbard, the yeah. anatomy of the state? Like all the libertarians and ANCAPs were like, <laughs> they're like high fiving each other, and they're like, yeah. Actually, they're probably freaking out. Like our friend Luke was like, what's happening? What's going like, on? Jack Dorsey's no. <laughs> but uh, uh, but I think some of this is. A lot of what we see now on social media from famous people is them just screwing with us. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think because they know they, that it changes the narrative and everybody talks about them again. That's, That's what true. he does on Twitter. Yeah. That's what Tim does. It's, what, I mean, what? it just screws with people. Oh, with, I love it. Social media. Yeah. It's like the Andy <laughs> but, Kaufman. But to be fair, I'm just follow. I'm just uh, following orders. Michael Malice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael Malice <laughs> is a pro. I tweeted uh, Joe Biden is the greatest president of this or any generation. And then I waited a few minutes, and then I replied, "Why aren't you retweeting this?" <laughs> and it got it got like a thousand retweets or something. It got like two thousand replies. But the funny thing is, like, you, here, I'll tell you exactly why I did a tweet like that. Because you have establishment left activists, and how do they respond to that tweet? I said something very, very complimentary to Joe Biden, but the implication is it's sarcasm. So the interesting thing is that establishment uh, Democrat type activists completely ignore tweets like that. Mm. And that I do that. It kind of, it kind of proves a point. You know, there was uh, uh, when I, when I, when I was tweeting about vaccine mandates being wrong, I get all of these establishment Democrat activists being like, you're crazy. You're wrong. There will be medical exemptions. Everyone's got to pitch in. And then when I called all of these restaurants and I called New York city and they said no medical exemptions, period. And I tweeted that out. All the same activists were nowhere in sight, no longer replying, no longer arguing. They could have replied with like, wow, I didn't see that coming. In fact, I even de- I, I sent I sent messages to Cameron Kasky, the, the, the Parkland activist, because we had interacted on the idea of medical exemptions. We were talking. I, I tweeted about Google mandating uh, uh, vaccines and said, I wonder how many people are going to lo- are going to quit their jobs or lose their jobs. And he said he, re- he responded, there's about to be a lot of openings for people who aren't stupid. And then I was like, some people have medical issues, bro. And he's like, well, there will be exemptions. So when this thing with New York happened, I just, in good faith, I was like, hey, just wanted you to see this because I know we had interacted on it. No response. Mm. Because these people aren't acting in good faith. If I come out and say something like, you know, Joe Biden should do X, and then someone argues with me, 
and then Joe Biden goes and does X, I'll be like, well, you know, I should, I got to eat my words. Joe Biden just did it. But th- th- you don't see that from most tribalists. Well, and you look at, look at what's happening imminently to the military now. Mm-hmm. We've got hundreds of thousands of people in the military who are not vaccinated. And we're going around celebrating our heroes in Afghanistan. And, you know, and, you know, the left and the right are both like, oh, my God, you know, we love the military, the military. But then they're going to turn around in a week or two and a whole bunch of those people are going to, what, be called called up on charges, court-martialed or get some sort of, you know, pushed out of the military at, at a time when our military probably can't afford it. And all these people who said they were great, just like they said, the frontline healthcare workers. Oh my God, we love the nurses and the doctors going out risking their lives. Oh wait, they're not getting the vaccine. That's it for them. And they yeah. literally throw, they <laughs> yeah. throw them out of a moving car. Mm. And, and so, you know, it's the inconsistency. The I, person, person who doesn't get the vaccine and chose for whatever reason doesn't get the vaccine. If they're out there risking their life for their country or or saving lives and as a healthcare worker, they're still the same darn person mm-hmm. that was doing that. So I want to I want to show this here uh, anatomy of the state. So uh, most of you, uh, maybe if you missed it, we we're just mentioning how Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, ever woke, tweeted out Murray Rothbard anatomy of the state. Libertarians and anarcho-capitalists were all hooting and hollering and freaking out. And on page six, which is, you know, the opening of Anatomy of the State, which Jack Dorsey himself posted, the greatest danger to the state is independent intellectual criticism. My oh my. It's very interesting that uh, uh, Jack Dorsey would tweet something like that out, considering Twitter actively tries to suppress intellectual criticism of the state. Maybe, maybe Jack, he's like, He's actually locked in a basement and he's like, you know, and, and they run everything and he he broke out and he's all gaunt and frail and like they're coming to bring his food and the door opens and they're like, here's your food, Dorsey. And then he shoves the guy out of the way and he runs to the computer and he hits control C, control V, and enemies say enter and they're like, no, and they grab him and they're dragging him back and he's like, no, freedom. And, <laughs> and he can like see the matrix as he's being pulled back. And they throw him back in the room. Don't you ever pulse him like that again. And then, you know, uh, the other Twitter execs run in like, what did Dorsey do? He escaped from his cell and he <laughs> tweeted out Rothbard. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, can we delete it? No. The next It'll time he testifies obvious. in front of Congress, we'll have to watch as he blinks to see if he blinks. <laughs> SOS or something yeah. like that. He's got like a, he's got like a brain chip, it's like a thing on his temple, and it like shorts out for a second, and he's like, I can, I can think again. And he goes to the computer and he sends it, and then they're like, oh guys, you got to reboot Dorsey's mind control chip. Pew, and he goes, what if you like the, like the V chip from South Park? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, of all of the people. You know, but but I'll, I'll I'll say this, with when it comes to Jack Dorsey, I talked to him, um, you know, before the Rogan podcast, and he was talking about blockchain, and I think he's really naive. I think he doesn't know. I doesn't he doesn't know what he's talking about. I think he's uh, to be completely honest, nice guy, a bit duplicitous, uh, right place and right time. Twitter is not particularly complicated. He he said we discovered Twitter, we didn't invent Twitter, things like that. And when I was talking to him, um. Before we did the Rogan podcast, like literally like minutes before, he was saying how he really wanted blockchain based social media. And he was like, that way, once it's there, it's like there forever. And I'm like, that sounds horrible. That sounds like the worst idea ever. Like, imagine you're 15, you know, and you're like, I'm going to post a picture of my ass because <laughs> I'm edgy and I got 10 followers and I don't care. And then you're 30 and you're like, you know, you've got, you know, got 50,000 followers now and you're a sports commentator. And then they're like, could help but notice in your immutable ledger, you have a picture of your ass. It's like, 
I know I can't get I, we, it's in the blockchain what am I supposed to do about it mm. it's there well, forever in theory what that should mean is that we all kind of get the, the get out of jail free for doing dumb stuff but what it, what in practice it means is if you did dumb stuff that the elite don't approve of you know you can get canceled at absolutely any point in time in your life but if they're okay with the dumb stuff you know you you know you were part of a, you know an antifa uh, you know attack or something oh yeah that's fine we don't care that's fine you yeah. you get a nice reuters article <laughs> you were once a noble activist fighting for justice tell me how that went well i threw a bunch of bottles at people and then we went around smashing things oh wow sounds like fun sounds <laughs> like you've accomplished a lot in your life mm-hmm. yes it was hard but we burned down some bars that's basically the, the history of these people when they're older. There's a video uh, that went viral of um, a journalist who is trying to cover what's going on in Portland. And this Antifa gets in her face and says that, like, you are endangering people by spreading COVID, which is, like, the craziest thing for Antifa, I guess, to say. They're pro-state, whatever. And then they, they, they physically attack her, throw her to the ground, spray with paint and mace or whatever. These people, they uh, they're, they're effectively... Oh, on what the brown shirts? You know, they're 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 enforcing state edict or whatever. They march around these cities doing literally nothing, believing CNN and thinking they oppose the state when they're doing everything the state would want them to do. Yeah, I mean the brown shirts entirely. They, they say, "Oh, we're we're the original anti-fascists," and they you know post images. You'll see idiots like people at CNN posting images of you know D-Day landing and like, oh, you know, anti-fascists, and then comparing them, Chris Cuomo, uh, you know, to to Antifa. I'm like, no, these are the worst of the gutter trash who go attack ordinary people on the street. And try to bully people just because they think or say different things. Mm-hmm. I don't support anybody doing that. I don't care what ideology you've got. If you're going and just walking up to people and attacking them on the street, you're in the wrong. I think that's a, historically speaking, you, we've proven that. Do you see when they were attacking people who were protesting COVID restrictions? I'm like, isn't that weird? The state comes out and makes like, like Bill de Blasio decrees something. That's like not even a law. It's a decree from executor. And they're like, we're going to defend that. And so you come out and be like, the, the, there was actually an event happened in DC where a bunch of conservatives came down to protest corporate censorship. And Antifa showed up calling them fascists and started attacking people. And I'm like, yo, are they, are they pro corporation? Is like Antifa pro, hmm. oh dude. They're fascists. Yeah, they're no, pro no. censorship, and the whole left is, including the major media. Well, check this out. Antifa. I, I used to say this wasn't the case. I used to say Antifa is not fascist because they do not agree with like traditional values or nationalism. But based on Mussolini's definition of the, you know, the corporation and the state, the merger, mm-hmm. Antifa are legitimately fascists. They support corporate censorship. They have beaten people in defense of corporations, and they've beaten people in defense of the state. It is absolutely insane to see that. And this is the game they play. It's like with Ibram Kendi and Critical Race Applied Principles. He calls himself anti-racist. And then when we had Papa John on the show, he kept calling himself anti-racist. And I told him, like, anti-racist means you support discrimination based on race. And he didn't get it. And he kept saying anti-racist. And I'm like, when people want to use it against you, they will. Ibram Kendi supports discrimination based on race. Critical Race Theory supports discrimination based on race. And they call that anti-racism because it's a word game to manipulate people who don't pay attention. Right, it's Antifa, racism. same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, we've replaced, we've we've gone full circle. Where now the very people who go around saying, "Oh, you can't be racist," 
are then going around saying racist stuff. You can get shut down on Twitter or social media for saying anything racist <clears throat> in some groups, but not against others. And it's the game. Look at the, the anti-Semitism you see on these sites. It's just off the charts. And you see it not just on social media, but on, you know, in schools and colleges, universities. Uh, the Jewish, you know, the, these Jewish students everywhere are now a target when they go to college. I, you know, that's the exact kind of thing that we look back at history books and say, Gee, that was awful when it happened in the 1930s. Why are we allowing it to happen here in this era? Yeah. I, I, I love, uh, uh, I'm just reading, you know, I've, I have the anatomy of the state pulled up and just for Jack Dorsey to tweet something referring to the state as parasitic and sapping production Ooh. and stuff like that. I'm like, wow, <laughs> maybe he should apply those principles to the companies that he runs. You know, maybe things would get a little bit better, but uh, I hate to say it. Themes, it just seems like things are getting worse and worse, and even even with what's going on in Afghanistan, and everyone kind of turning their back on Biden, it's not a, it's it's not in any way to imply that things will improve. No, I mean I think I, unfortunately, look, I I thought we shouldn't be in Afghanistan anywhere near the length of time we were. I mean, it, it, if you follow anything about history, we changed the mission. Our military is really good at going and kicking somebody's ass. Just is, yeah. But they're not good at forcing you to come into the 21st century and embrace Western values. It's just, it's unfair ask of anybody. And so they went from being war fighters to prison guards and social workers. And that's just, you know, I don't care whether you're carrying the AK-47 or M16 or whatever you're carrying. If you're trying to convince somebody to join the 21st century when he, you know, he can't even read. That's just the wrong mission. That's why it's a hundred. It's, it's a 100 year mission. You have to raise several generations and instill in them like a norm. But to go into a country where there's all like you know we're there we're there for 20 years. If you went to the American people and said we want to be here for a hundred years to colonize and reclaim, people would be like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. They would not support that. Well, it's also it's also geographically really difficult. Afghanistan is a landlocked nation. We're we're the world's greatest navy. Okay, that's just bad dynamics. So, I mean, if you're going to do it, and it didn't work well when we did it in Vietnam. I mean, so because you have to look. It's just like when you go buy a house. I'm, I mean, I drive out here and get the get to the wonderful compound, see see the nice area. When you buy a house, you buy a neighborhood. Well. Afghanistan's in a really bad neighborhood. It's got Pakistan next door, and they're run by Looney Tunes people. It's got China next door. They're even worse. Russia's nearby. You know, I mean, it is. Iran is next door. Yeah, it's, it's a mess. <clears throat> and it's exactly the same problem. I mean, Vietnam had. When you've got China, a nation now of 1.3 billion people nearby, and you're another nation trying to end up with a sane Destiny. It doesn't matter whether you're Taiwan or Afghanistan. You're going to have trouble. Yeah. Well, how about uh, uh, we take a look at what's going on over in Afghanistan? We have the story. It's pretty interesting. Tucker Carlson questions if Biden admin botched Afghanistan withdrawal on purpose. And we got some more stories to potentially back up the claim that Joe Biden screwed up Afghanistan on purpose. Tucker Carlson pondered whether or not the administration deliberately botched the Afghan withdrawal during his show Thursday evening. Carlson's guest, Glenn Greenwald, was discussing how there are elements in the political establishment that would like us to remain in Afghanistan. The conversation led to the host questioning if there was a possibility there was an interest in screwing up to justify future engagement. Quote, 
I never want to be a conspiracy nut at all, but I mean, everything you said is true so far. So is it worth at least wondering? This is such an obvious screw up. You, you and I have no experience running a military or logistics withdrawal. I can't even organize my garage, but even you and I would probably do a better job of withdrawing than these guys. It was just like, it was comically bad. Is it possible they had an interest in making it bad to justify future engagement? Or is that too much to even speculate about? Well, I give you the story from the Daily Mail. Glenn Beck claims U.S. State Department and Biden's White House are blocking his efforts to rescue Afghan Christians from the Taliban who want to set them on fire. Why would they tell someone with the, the capability of, of helping in the evacuation not to? Why would they block that? Unless they want the chaos so they can justify remaining. Well, I, I'm going to give, I think there's, there's some legitimate reasons and some illegitimate reasons. I mean, the illegitimate reason, they, they don't want to be shown up. Uh, they don't, our troops are not allowed to, have not been allowed to leave the airport area to go rescue Americans elsewhere in Kabul, much less the rest of Afghanistan. But, uh, you know, if you flip it around, if you're trying not to have a confrontation with the Taliban and trying to get everybody out, and you've got random elements out there who, let's just say, are more cowboy-esque and willing to fight if they've got to, well, then government's going to, then, then the Taliban's going to see that as, as engagement across the board, and then our troops are, are fighting. So I, I can see that, but what I can't see is when the State Department rejects, when you get people to the airport and the State Department says, sorry, you can't commit. Yeah. Now that I, there, our State Department is not requiring all the paperwork for everybody gets there that they're getting out. So then you look it more. It looks more like, hey, you showed us up. You made us look bad. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me make a a, a, a better point. In the morning of the attacks, the U.S. and the U.K. warned their citizens to stay away. The Marines who lost their lives were, were also briefed uh, that there was potentially going to be an attack. They were still told to process Afghan allies. Something doesn't add up here. Think about this in full context. You've got Marines at the, at, at the gates checking IDs for Afghan allies to bring them in. The U.S. says someone is going to try to attack us. American citizens stay away, but we'll still board Afghan allies. So they tell the Americans, no, you're not, you're not you can't come right now because it's a threat. These people are welcome to get on the plane. Yeah, and many of them did. They're not worth, they weren't worth as much. But something doesn't make sense. This is, this, Dude, th- all, this to me is, is well beyond a mistake. For all I know, the U.S. government could have planted out the freaking bombs no, and lied on. about it. It's still we're in conspiracy world. What the heck's going we're not on? In conspiracy world. We're talking about a fact that they issued a warning saying Americans stay away. 
They told the Americans not to come and then told the Marines to keep processing the Afghan citizens. And then a bomb went off, killing Marines and Afghan citizens. And the reason why there weren't Americans there is because they were told not to be there. But 13 Americans died. U.S. Tr- uh, Marines, Marines who are who are still down there checking IDs at the airport. Why weren't they pulled from from the from the checkpoints? Well, why didn't they say if we can't get Americans out, we ain't getting anybody out, and we're not going to risk the lives of our troops? No, they said stay at your post. Someone's going to attack us. We won't let those Americans die, but you, you're cannon fodder. That's just what they Dude. did. There, there, it is. I can't imagine. That it was an accident. No, immediately after it happened, you get Biden come out and say, we're going to co- go after whoever did this at a time of our choosing, at a place of our... Basically saying, just so you all know, this is a green light for us to reinvade or yep. to reattack. We're going to hunt the next them day. down. So and also, remember, they're also talking about blowing up all the vehicles and, and, and aircraft that we left. So, you know, you talk about, oh, ongoing relations with the Taliban. But by the way, hey, you know, those jets are flying over your country blowing up your stuff. You know, they're ours. Yeah. You know, I... And we're, we've, we made it clear we're not getting everybody out. You know, we, we know we're not getting everybody out. So then what happens the first time? Cause the Taliban is not a top down organization. It's not, you know, <laughs> it is, it's not like the U.S. military where right. when the president gives an order, you expect a private somewhere 7,000 miles away to do exactly what the president ordered. So the, let's say the first time Taliban not just chops off the head of an American, but Live cast it somewhere, you know, spreads the video on the internet. What are we going to do about it? I mean, that's, this is going to be an ongoing thing. How many hundreds or thousands of Americans and then also American allies and are going to be left there? And, I, you know, it's, so I mean, I, I whether just, you like it or not, it's certainly been botched. You're right. I mean, we, I, I we're, just, we could have done, we could have gotten the D&D group from downstairs. We could have planned a better exit yeah. using, you know, using miniatures. And uh, I, ju- I just want to uh, uh, stress this point that needs to be said because it, 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 it needs to be questioned in a he- there needs to be a hearing. This needs to be brought up. If they said there is an, an imminent attack and Americans should stay away, but then told the Marines to keep working to process non-citizens for transport. Something doesn't make sense. I think they were taking a risk like they knew there was a probable attack. But you can't shut down just en- based enough on enough to not evacuate American citizens yeah. enough to say we will leave Americans behind enemy lines. Something doesn't make sense. If what, what is Joe? But look, we're 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 hearing wild estimates. Some say a thousand to two thousand Americans still in Afghanistan. Some say thirty five to fifty thousand. Who knows? Yeah, that's what some people. Have, I don't know if that's true or not. NBC reported fifteen thousand. Then there was AP reporting four thousand four hundred evacuated. So let's say maybe ten thousand. We don't know. And when the Biden administration is asked, they won't say. So we don't know, but it was enough to say Americans should not come for evacuation, but not enough to say Marines should should stop processing. You know, I mean, you could argue that they're trying to clear the the crowd around you know around the area so we can get Americans out, but the problem is the crowd doesn't dissipate. It's millions it's of soon, people. Well, I was going to say as soon as you, as soon as you clear out people who are around the airport, more, more people come, right? Because a whole bunch of people, in particularly in Kabul want to get out you know if you're a woman why i mean and you have some opportunity to get out why would you want to say in the you know seventh century uh lunatic asylum where you're going to be sex slave and you know that's just your entire future you're not going to be able to you're not going to be out of the burqa you're not going to be able to educate you're not going to be able to educate your kids 
The of kids will you. be taken and t- basically put into military training. Yeah. Why would you want to stay? So if, I understand why people want to get out, but yeah, it's it's like they 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 say, well, we planned out every eventuality. Clearly, they did not. That's a lie. Unless they did, and this is what they want. Because I mean, take it to its logical conclusion. If they if they did plan every contingency, oh wow! So this is on purpose. Well, so why did we? If, you know, why did we close Bagram Air Base? I mean, that's really the big question. You you don't have to say we would take the whole you know exit plan to to Bagram, but why do we close the base that's isolated and safe, and you don't have really high buildings around Two where runways. snipers could you know shoot at you and stuff like that? Um, Something's wrong. This this is. You know, part of me wants to believe that Biden fell asleep during a meeting and Kamala and Milley and the other, you know, uh, members of his administration were just kind of like, so early lunch and then got up and walked out like we don't care. That's on him, not us. He's the one who's going to, you know, be be, uh, attacked in the media. Who's going to blame us, huh? Well, it turns out a lot of people. Mm. Yeah. And, and I mean, and not but, but just. Buck stops with Biden and he's getting the most of the heat. Right. But it's not just. And to be fair, it's not just one party. It's not just one group of generals. This is 20 years of everybody owns this. And, you know, we've left 600,000 rifles, 600,000 rifles in there, thousands of vehicles, couple hundred aircraft. We left $85 billion worth of hardware. And I'm sorry, I find it hard to believe that that's entirely accidental. That you ever, you, ever, that, you ever see Idiocracy? Oh, love Idiocracy. Uh, Mike Judge, man. You, you see, oh, yeah, I just saw course. it a, a week ago. Yeah, was, we were watching it. It was funny. It's a documentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Well, so, so, you know, I, I think about how, uh, he, you know, Mike Judge took this concept of, like, if, if nature just um, rewards those who reproduce the most, what would happen? And I'm like, let's, let's, let's take let, – let's, let's – let's, uh, Imagine a future based on American foreign policy in the Middle East and what it leads to. So you've got, you know, ISIS. You've got the supporting of, this, of, of Syrian rebels and, 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 and arms dealing, not to mention fast and furious with the cartels. And you could make an idiocracy where it's like after hundreds of years of the U.S. going into foreign countries for intervention, losing and then leaving behind hundreds of millions of dollars in supplies, the world ends up with like massive armed factions with like – American level technology in all these different parts of the globe, all going to war and just blowing each other up. You end up with like just 50 different ISIS's, ISIS, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. And they're all in different regions, all with Black Hawks and F-15s, bazookas and hundreds of thousands of rifles. Be a good video game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The year is 2130. America just pulled out of its 87th attempt. Here you go. Like, why didn't they decommission the planes? Why didn't they melt them down with well, thermite yeah, no, or they, We left all this stuff for the Afghan army. I'm gonna, I have to lift my other arms so I can do air quotes for right. Afghan army. I don't really blame the Afghan, you know, the soldiers. They lost 50,000 guys in 20 years mm-hmm. fighting fighting against the, the crazy Taliban. But their leaders were corrupt. Their yeah. leaders were, you know, were evil. We weren't allowed to stop that. Uh, you know, the fact that it fell apart so fast because they tried to create a modern army for people who were not ready yeah, for it. Yeah, and Kurt Schlichter uh, explained this, was saying that we built an, a modern American-style army with massive amounts of logistics, which is like the backbone of any, any our army. It was massive logistics. And then we removed the logistics from the, from yeah, the when, when Biden, Afghan when, army. When Biden pulled and said, 
you know, we're pulling out. He wouldn't allow the contractors back in. Well, the contractors were maintaining the Air Force. Yeah. But they, they had a land-based army that was counting on air, you know, air, air support. support. And, and, you know, of course, that, that they realized, hey, you guys built the wrong army. You left us, you left us out hanging out to dry. We built like some Pentagon fantasy army. You ever play Command and Conquer? Yeah. Oh, they look, I they, look. They should, they should have built Tesla coils just yeah. all over. There's still time. <laughs> well, this is this is really the OG gaming night. This yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> Great. We're, we're whipping out Command and Conquer, yeah, man. No, no For those that aren't familiar with the reference, and Command and Conquer is like what's like an isometric strategy game mm-hmm. where you build, you collect resources, Tiberium, and then similar to StarCraft. Yeah, yeah. So there's something you can build. I think Tesla Tesla coils are not right. They're like the bad yeah, guys. That, or yeah, is that Red Alert? Did not have Tesla right, coils? Or is that only the I second think, one think, in Red Alert? I think that's Red Alert. When the oh, Soviets okay, Red Alert. Them. Right, right, right. Yeah. Soviets. So, uh, awesome game, by the Dude, way. Dude, so <laughs> groundbreaking. So you build towers, and they're Tesla coils, and when anyone gets close, it just zaps them with a bolt of lightning and just... That was how I learned about the word Tesla. I didn't know what... I never <laughs> heard the name before. That's how, Dude, how we buried were, that we guy were, it was. We, we were talking about... We got weeds. Okay, we got like weeds. They're growing everywhere. And we used to have this really nice, like, trim around the porch of wood chips. And the weeds started growing, and just nobody really paid attention. Within, like, a month, it's just a jungle, right? So I got a weed whacker. But the weeds are too overgrown, and the whacker broke. So I was like, what What do we do? I'm like, we can take, we have these throwing axes. I'm like, what if we bolt a throwing axe to the weed whacker? And, and then everyone's like, that's a really, really bad idea. And this is going to eject a hatchet, you know. You're and I'm standing like, next to it. Yeah. Hold on. And so I said, what if we took the magnetron out of a microwave, attached it to the end of a two-by-four, put a soup can on it, direct the microwaves, and then carried one of those high-power batteries we have in our backs and created a portable active denial system, and then we could point that, which would effectively boil the water in the weeds and kill them. And then I realized, whoa, we could build a portable active denial system. That's kind of crazy. Active denial system is a microwave weapon the military uses to make people feel like they're on fire. And I'm like, that's kind of crazy. I'm sure your neighbors would just love to know that you built one of those. (laughs) We don't really have neighbors. I mean, kind of. You have to walk quite a bit for the most part. But uh, I don't. I don't know what the law is on that. We'll just not do it. I I think I would recommend at least while we're on YouTube right now, saying that you're not planning on building. Well, we can plan on it, but we got to look into legality. Hold on. You, there's videos on YouTube showing you how to do it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so when you put the soup can, or I think they might use a Pringles can. It's like depending on the frequency of the microwaves, it focuses it. And so this is really cool. They, they do these experiments where they will take a two-by-four, put the magnetron on it, plug it in, and they'll point it at fluorescent lights, and they'll light up. That's like – it's crazy, right? Like wireless energy. Yeah, and this is a little – a little maybe not off topic, but a bigger picture. I can't <laughs> – wait, wait, what is on topic? I can't, <laughs> I can't stand the nanny man. state trying to like protect and control the mind because it's this – we have access to the most dangerous and epic equipment at all times. We have open flame, for instance, fire. It's like – Yeah, you can get, a, you can get your and, own flamethrower. And it's the uh, – Those it's are the, illegal the opportunity, in a lot of states. The opportunity yeah, depending humans, on where you are, though. That's like for a human to experiment with dangerous technologies, part of how we've – developed and become what we are as a species so to, to think that we could ever mute that uh, for the safety of our our species is in my opinion just is illogical so so here's what i'll say when i when i look at uh afghanistan and this conventional warfare they do i'm wondering why they aren't focused on non-conventional means so uh, I'll, I'll give you a gaming example for the for the gamers and you're familiar with uh you play D. did you play like magic gathering anything uh sorry yeah. you're, you're familiar with in-game meta mm-hmm. so for those that aren't familiar this means like if there is a style of play in a sport let's say um mma 
a lot of people don't MMA. The the MMA guys all learn very specific things because there's you know certain styles are more efficient, more effective in the long run. So people decide I'm going to learn these you know certain martial arts for these uh, circumstances. But then what happens is one day someone says I'm going to do something totally unconventional that they're not expecting, and they throw something into the mix that may be risky, but these guys didn't train for. That upsets what's called the meta. So you know I, I when I think about this conventional warfare. Like the Taliban, it's been 20 years. They know exactly what the U.S. has in terms of armaments. Why didn't the U.S. actually start implementing less conventional, like new technologies, new strategies, new methodologies? And it, and it may be true. I mean, we know about active denial systems they've used in Afghanistan and Iraq, I believe. But there's a bunch of things they could have done. Laser-induced plasma channels. I joke about the Tesla coil, but laser-induced plasma channel technology has been around for, for some time now. They can literally point a, 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 a machine at you that strikes you with lightning. There's a lot of things that with, with something like that and enough power to the system, you wouldn't need to aim. It would literally just be a big block. And if the enemy approached it, it would zap, 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 zap. Yeah, but you're talking basically the the Apocalypse Now solution, the Colonel Kurtz, you know, the, you know, the guy who, who goes, you know, the U.S. government's fighting the war the wrong way in Vietnam, so I'm going to fight the right way and go native and, you know, do things <laughs> differently. Well, but I mean, that's, but I will that's, say- that is part of the problem. We built a modern army i will i will stress too i i haven't gone over there yeah and i'm sure there's some dude who's like this guy's an idiot which well, you can say this is we're just discussing what you're talking about is simply breaking the rules i there i'm a much less now than i used to be football fan nfl but i'm from baltimore baltimore ravens broke the rules the nfl says you're gonna zig everybody went to the quarterbacks gonna throw long and all the ravens said well we're gonna have the the world's biggest rushing attack yeah. and they then you know that I mean, so low orbit ion cannons. I was on the receiving end of that as a Browns fan. Well, there you well. go. I mean, it's and so if you try something for twenty years and the Taliban's still there, well, you would you would think my, you're getting bigger and getting bigger. My theory is that they didn't ever want to destroy the Taliban. They want to work with the Taliban. They always did. They knew they wanted to convince them to join. They realized that wasn't no, going to no, happen. No. Now they want to make them the government and ally with them from afar. Basically, well, I, it was focus on ISIS K. It was time. just it was justification for staying in the country. Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to say because I mean then then you get into the, it is a legitimate question that journalists have not dug into is. The military industrial complex and where did all the generals who were in Afghanistan go to work after they left and how much money did they make and how many of them were living in nice big houses now and the same for the politicians that then went to work for K Street. I mean, those are, these are the questions that when you see articles, you know, in major media right now saying, Oh, well, apparently all the soldiers in Afghanistan who were training the Afghan soldiers realize this was all going to fall apart, that the, what we were setting up was flawed from the very beginning. And then you look, okay, well, then why can't we dig into that? That's what journalists should be doing. That's that's a legitimate – I don't care whether you're left or right. I don't care who made the decision. I, I mean, like I said, 20 years, there's a lot of people on both sides who might be tied to this. That's what major media are for, to do that digging. But because to do that digging, you've got to also alienate the Washington inside-the-beltway class. Because they don't want that kind of digging. Because it's going to make them all look bad. You know what I'm really uh, upset by? I, I tweeted at Elon Musk, you know, maybe a year or so ago. Why aren't you built? Why haven't you built an Iron Man suit yet? And he responded <laughs> I, with working on Starship. And now I, I said that is an acceptable response. Um, I, I, the reason I highlight that is that what do people do when they become wealthy and successful? Boats, women, dumb stuff, jewelry. 
It's like, how many people are actively doing crazy stuff like Elon Musk is? Very, very few. I, I bring that up. Uh, I don't want to derail too much. But when you look at what the U.S. does, it's 20 years of conventional warfare of the exact same thing we're doing. And I'm just wondering, where's the low orbit ion cannon? You know what I mean? Just like the... Like selectively targeting. I get it. I get it. They have Hellfire missiles and they can very much still do that from the air. But I'm just saying too many people think inside the box. They don't visualize outside of it. And because of this, we spend 20 years doing the same thing. It's not working over and over and over again, putting our hand on the stove and going, ow, it burns. Ow, it burns. Ow. And, and we just don't stop. We never stop. What, and unfortunately, what, what's going to say, unfortunately, then the whole world looks at that and says, we don't learn. And I know some right. military people who have been, you know, who are very worried about if the U.S. ends up in a confrontation, particularly in in the Pacific, because the Pacific is a long reach for us. We don't have land bases like we do in Europe, where we have lots of infrastructure, and you know, Germany and France and stuff like that. We if got you end up Guam and yeah. Hawaii, and but Japan, they're but they're they're far Korea. between and right. easier to target. For, you know, for missiles. Did, did, did you know that our, our, uh, our Air Force was all isolate, uh, central, centralized in one location? I think it was Guam. And then it was only recently that we just took all of our Air Force and spread it around around the Pacific. Like, China could have just one-shotted our entire Air Force. Jeez. Some people are asleep at the wheel of this machine right now. This is freaking terrifying. It's because we're the children of the children of the children of those who actually fought in the war. And so it's 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 the uh, you know wealth only lasts three generations. We did not ex- look at Mark Milley. He's a politician and a bureaucrat. He's got all this decorated nonsense, and he's like white rage. And it's like this guy doesn't know what he's doing or talking about. He's a politician. That's how, that's that's how he gets to the, he gets to that position. How many people have actually you know in leadership have actually gone into combat? I mean, Donald Trump wasn't wasn't politician or in 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 the military. He was a businessman. And he still had more people uh, liking what he was doing. But you get someone like Joe Biden, who's a career bureaucrat and politician, surrounded by career bureaucrats. They have no idea what's going on. No, no experience and no no understanding of how to maintain and build a system like well, this. Well, and what's what's worse is when you get a polit- where we've reached now with government is government officials aren't even good at doing the one thing they should be good at, which is being government officials. Yeah, you know, FDR. For all of his flaws, when he was basically equivalent of a king, where he's you know won presidency four times, yeah, I can't remember if it was in forty two or forty three. Somewhere out in Virginia, they established an operation to plan post war after we won how to run Germany, Italy, and Japan. Now think about that when the war was still wildly in doubt. We're devoting efforts to already plan to, you know, what happens when we win. So, of course, when we won, we had plans. We had a bunch of people trained. We, we were, we were somewhat ready for it. And then when you look, you know, Iraq, Afghanistan, we weren't ready at all. And we had years and years. Our bureaucrats don't plan like that. So, I mean, the very thing you want government to be good at is Big government. I mean, okay, if you're gonna, at least you're gonna be big government, do it well. I, I think the simple, the simple solution may just be that the U.S. doesn't want the end of the Taliban. They wanted an excuse to maintain these positions. They, they, they didn't want an end to ISIS. You know, look, under Obama, ISIS grows and grows and grows. Under Trump, he just crushes them. And it's because, for one, ISIS was, was destabilizing Syria in a lot of ways. And that's what the U.S., I think, was hoping for. And it gives the U.S. a good excuse to go in and do whatever they want. But, oh, no. Oh, geez. We have to go to war because of these bad, bad people. And it's like, yeah, the bad, bad people that you're responsible for. Look, we, we, we funded the Mujahideen. We supported them. And we, we, 
made a mess of things. And that's all apparently we keep doing. But this is why politicians hated Donald Trump. Don, the the rule of Washington, and you see this in both political parties, is they never want issues to go away. You know, it's why are we still fighting over abortion on the right? Why? Because, you know, Republicans had both houses and the presidency. <laughs> did nothing. Uh, and they, they didn't just... do it. Why? Because then if you remove the issue, if you end that fight, Everybody will vote for you next time. My God, you're the guy who ended abortion. God bless you. You're and then the next time they say, well, what have you done for me lately? Right. Huh. And so if you end an issue, so nobody wants to end the fight. The same goes for the military. Military want to have a base. You know, they wanted Bagram air, air Base for the end of time. You know, like, okay, well, why? So they're, the generals are pouting. You know, like, oh, my God, you took away our air base that we could access all sorts of stuff in Asia. Well, then be honest about it. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Well, we're we're going to be there. We're not going to ever leave because we we are the bad guests. We are the people who show up in your in your home at five thirty in the evening and come four a.m. after everybody's left. We're still sitting there and we're saying, "Hey, you got some more chips?" <laughs> yeah, but when we got there, we we're, kicked the windows in and, to get in, and then we sat down with M sixteens. We're the we were supposed to be there. We're the guy at the dinner party. Where everybody is, you know, finishing off their plates and the waiter comes out and says, now, would any of you like dessert? No, no, no. I'll have the souffle. Uh, that takes 45 minutes, sir. Well, I'm okay. It's a family guy joke. I'm stealing a family guy joke. But. And then you get and a call course, from the FBI. Yeah. They're like, I'll have some. Yeah. And, oh, then, of course, and then if you want everybody to you know, everybody divide up the check. <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, I'll tell you this, man. I once went out to dinner. I got invited to a dinner um, when I was working at uh, a media company. And they're like, we're, we're going, <laughs> we, we're, we won't name any names. We're, I worked for only two. Uh, they're like, we're going, we're going to this very expensive uh, restaurant, which I won't name. And you're invited to come. And they were like, just ordering and ordering and, and like bringing things out. And they were like, get this, get that, get this. And I'm like eating my food. And I'm like, this is really expensive stuff. It was like a hundred dollar plate, but I'm like, it's cool. Cause I'm just going to get this thing. And then afterwards they're like, so split it. Okay. <laughs> And the bill was the bill was like two grand, and I was like, "What?" There was like there was like five of us or whatever. I'm like, "Dude, I that's how they get you." And I'm like, "You're crazy." That's a that's a scene from the movie The Paper. Yeah, <laughs> is that is that is that who, that's what we're doing in the Middle East? I guess okay. now it's it's crazy to see. I think like the the EU leaders in the uh, in the UK were saying like Biden's lost it. They've got good. They're, they're they're calling him out. They're they're condemning him. You screwed this up. Blah blah blah. And. Uh, yeah. Well, the the one thing we've not talked about from this is because you talked about the EU. What is going? Forget the couple hundred thousand people we get out of Afghanistan. There are thirty eight million people in Afghanistan, and you know the Taliban's not exactly going to really focus on border There's control. Thirty eight million people yeah. in Afghanistan. So wow. they're not going to they're not going to be focused on border control. So how many people from Afghanistan start the long trek to Europe? Where they know oh, they'll yeah. get better, better goodies. Ten million, and, you know, a third of the country. No, but Europe's been decimated by, by like I, the, the global economy is just in, in, in flames. There's there's food but, shortages but, across but, the border, right? But you look at Europe and then you look at Afghanistan. Yeah, believe me, it's true. You know, it's an upgrade. Yeah. It's you know, and it's one hell of an upgrade. So that's why people are constantly risking their lives to lead, to cross the Mediterranean. To I, I, you know, I'll tell you this. I went to uh, Greece. And I actually interviewed many refugees. And uh, it was really amazing when I was in Athens and we saw some people drug dealing. And so we actually asked them, like, hey, would you want to do an interview? Like, we, we, we pointed the camera down, we didn't show their face. And the guy said that he came. I think I, it's been a long time since I watched the video. The video is still up on my YouTube channel. You can watch it. I think he was from Afghanistan. 
and they were all given these dreams of like how amazing it will be if you can finally make it to Europe. And then he realized it was all not true. That coming here was actually worse off. That, you know, you, you don't speak the language. That your only option is to be a drug dealer. And now you're at risk of being imprisoned and you're, you're not free and it's scary. When we went, when I went to France, I went outside one of these refugee centers and this was the sentiment. They said we were lied to. We were told we would come here. We'd be given jobs and homes. Instead, we're suffering. We have, it's, it's worse than ever. And if I could, I'd go back home. And then I went to uh, Lesvos and there were people who were like swimming to the island and they were like, it's a prison camp. Mm. They're like, we, we came here and now we're in prison camps. It's torture. And so they were constantly rioting. And I'm like, someone is telling these people some BS. Well, I mean, to some extent, it's the people who sell them immigration. The people who they get thousands of dollars from it. Oh, yeah, I'll, car- I'll transit yeah. you across the Mediterranean for thousands of dollars. One of those boats that, you know, that they try to stop got 50, 100 people in it. You figure a couple grand a piece on a, on a leaky wooden boat with an outboard motor. I mean, I, you know, that's, that's why they're doing it. Yeah, and I think Greece started like scuttling ships and just kicking them off. They built a wall. They they would. Uh, they oh would, yeah, they also built a wall. Just, yeah. it's very good. Built a wall. Came out. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a funny thing too. I remember when uh, when I went to uh, Sweden and I went to Europe for the refugee crisis. Donald Trump was like, "We're going to build a wall. It's going to be the greatest wall." And people kept saying, "Walls won't work because people will fly over." And then I'm like, a a three meter chain link fence reduced immigration into I can't remember which country uh, by like ninety percent. And the reason was the families couldn't go over. Like the father probably could, but the mom and the kids couldn't climb the fence, so they'd go around. Well, and so just literally just a chain link fence. Well, walls walls also work when you when you man them. You know, I mean, they don't. They if if you if somebody can throw a ladder up and put it over, and then everybody can climb over. Yes, but if you've got, you know, a moat with alligators. Well, I mean, you've got Hadrian's Wall. I mean, it it it. it this is a system that worked for a long time. You've got the Great Wall of China. There. Walls do work, but they require staffing. Yeah, and you have to, you know, you have to say sorry, no. Would stop everybody? No. But look, look at the look at the border we've got with Canada. We got the three thousand mile unprotected border. So yes, if people want to go go into Canada, Canada lets you know pre pre COVID, Canada let anybody in. Now Canada is also a, a insane asylum uh, that that just restricts every right you could possibly ever think you had. So pretty soon, I guess we're going to start getting refugees from Canada in the United States. So we'll have to worry about that border, too. So this is, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't see this story. Check it out from Reuters. August 21st, Greece completes border wall extension to deter potential Afghan migrants. Yep. Oh, wow. And uh, there it is. I mean, that's a hefty wall. Looks like it's got barbed wire on it. it you know, notice it looks better built than ours. Yeah. What's up with that? It's a boundary with Turkey. It is bollard fencing. It's It's very, very similar, but it does look better. Like ours look rusty. What was up with that, you know? Well, they built it with rust. <laughs> well, also then you you have to remember. You wonder if when the Greeks build that wall, if they're also thinking about the fact that they off that they tend to might maybe go to war with the Turks. Mm. Yeah, you know, like okay, <laughs> is, is this is this just one more sort of you know discouragement to the Turks roaming in and and attacking them because they still divide uh, Cyprus. You know, it, it's like the, the the global order is 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 collapsing. It's not just the United States. It's all of this international trade. You know, uh, uh, when we were hearing China was turning back ships from American companies because they wanted to keep the equipment with a PPE and stuff like that. Just the whole system is like what's that? The collapsing. center cannot hold thing. I mean, yeah. you know, we we've we've all four of us lived in unprecedented times. 
I mean, we're still we're still benefiting from the post-war boom from from World War II. World War II blew up the manufacturing and you know the cities of pretty much almost every civilized nation. And coming out of it, the United States, we didn't do it. Yeah, so we built we built tons of factories, and then soldiers came back. They, we we had this manufacturing base, and we're very difficult to invade, at least as a military, because where we're located, and we're and, armed to the teeth. Yeah, and so we still we're sort of basking in that. But times change. Technology when when the internet got invented, Fortress America went away, because suddenly Russia, China. And Iran, anybody else who wanted to involve themselves in America could do so every single day. They could do it on the Internet and social media made it worse. It's not that's talking about, you know, Russia. I'm talking about RT. I'm talking about, you know, Chinese, Chinese media. Chinese have – Facebook won't allow itself to be based in China. Oh, we're not going to go in China. They, they got the great Chinese – you know, the great firewall of China. Mm. But meanwhile, Chinese – so Chinese media companies have 751 million followers on Facebook. Oh, yeah. 751 million followers and pushing out pro-China propaganda. I don't see Facebook kicking them off. Yep. I don't see them restricting because they don't dare mess with China. And not to mention, in fact, of course, the money they're getting from the ad placement on those 751 million you know, users. Yeah. I was looking at fa- Facebook followers, man. And these politicians will have like 600,000 followers, 300,000 followers, people I've never really even heard of or just starting to hear of. It could be, that could be a good thing that they're becoming famous, but they're not really that special of people. Like I don't, they don't strike me as like ex- exceptionally talented or intelligent. Maybe, maybe intelligent, maybe, but they just, they put them, so they ran for that position. They won the popularity contest and now they're, Super, like 27 year old people have hundreds of thousands of followers that will never leave. Like for the rest of their life, those people know who they are. And this, it's disturbing. It's disturbing that, that a politician might make a life out of it. That, that is not tenable. What's well, a, we, we live in a narcissistic culture. Mm-hmm. To, to, and we've exported it now to the whole world. To sell out your, your ethics to get reelected is like, it brought us to where we're at right now, I think. Well, it's, it's not just reelected. It's get famous. I mean, yeah. that's what happened with Swalwell. You know, okay. If you're, if you're, uh, not especially famous congressman and some hot young girl wants to, I'll use the air quotes again, euphemistically date you. <laughs> um, and you know, Alarm bell should go off in your head yes. if she's super hot and old Chinese. Uh, somehow well, you know, it, should, it should should occur you to you. You see it all the time. The, the 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 frumpy weird kid, you know, and he's 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 you know uh, just trying to be cool and fit in, and then all of a sudden this attractive woman and he falls right for it. Mm. You know, oldest turns story. out oldest. Oh yeah, oldest story in the book. Turns yeah. out she's a Chinese spy the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Horatio Sands was going through that. His his statement was like, when I was a kid, I was super unpopular, and girls never liked me. And now he's super famous, and he's got all these like seventeen year olds coming up to him and crawling all over him at bars. And so he's he's he was a creepy weirdo weirdo when he was young, and he's an even creepier Still weirdo when he's older. Weirdo. Love you, wow, love yeah. you, Horatio. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know anything <laughs> about that guy. Uh, yeah, and I don't know if he was the one that said that. I think Crystalia had said that that like when I was a kid, I had no. Ugh. And so, yeah, 
Yeah. And now like, he's older and he's like telling people high school girls are talking to him for the first time. But telling people you're a creepy weirdo when you are young doesn't excuse you. No, from being it's like disgusting. A but now <laughs> you understand why they go why they're crazy like that. Well, but why I would think, why would a famous ordinary people don't have the opportunities to be take advantage or be taken advantage of the way famous people do. I mean, look at look at athletes. Athletes, you know, the the second they're identified in peewee sports, you know, you're a, you're a, oh my god, you can throw the ball, oh my god, you can run fast, you know, you can hit the ball. Their lives change. Everybody tells them they're great. High school, grade schools, high schools, college, bend over backwards. The the stars of our pro sports, even the secondary or tertiary players in our pro sports were people who were stars every step along the way in their lives. Ravens right now have a backup quarterback who actually beat Lamar Jackson, the starting quarterback, when they're in high school together. And, and you know, and so now he's a backup quarterback in the NFL. Maybe he's the second, you know, the second quarterback. And he's always been a star. When that happens, you get, you know, you'll have women throw themselves at you or men, depending on, you know, who you are, uh, financial opportunities. Everybody thinks everything you say and do is perfect. This is what happens to politicians. Politicians get used to yes people. Mm. Nobody, one of the worst problems of DC is nobody will tell you, you know, we tell the boss, hey boss, that's a really stupid idea. And so it becomes a culture. I, Every time I hire people, I have to sit down and try to explain to them, yes, you're allowed to tell me I'm wrong. Matter of fact, you're encouraged to do it because sometimes I'm an idiot. That's and a good point because we hire them, but then they hire a bunch of yes men to surround them as they do their job, like their staff, these politicians. Yes. Or they're politicians because yes men surround them and mm-hmm. tell them to run. You but, know you know what it is? Uh, I was reading that uh, celeb- celebrities tend to be narcissists. Because narcissists tend to be, be the people who insert themselves. And so when, when you know, when, when it's no surprise, the people who are on TV all the time are the people who demanded to be on TV because they think they're better than you. You get a bunch of narcissists and sociopaths. Same thing is true of politicians. There's the people who are like, I must run because only I can save the people. It's like, you're a nut job. Well, but I mean, that's how that's do you find all, real leadership? As but I mean, that's that's all p- people in Washington. I former girlfriend of mine tell me one time, she's like, well, you don't have a big ego. I said, you're just grading on a curve. <laughs> you know, this is D.C., man. You know, you're, you're working on Capitol Hill. Everybody in D.C. has got a huge ego just by comparison. Yeah, uh, if we could find I, a way to use ego for an energy source, <laughs> we'd be D.C. would would power the universe. Yeah. The piezoelectricity, mm-hmm. measuring the vibration of the brain waves and creating electrostatic <laughs> charge. Wait, 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 wait. You say brain waves in DC? I think I you mean, definitely would. We, we'd, we'd be able to power a flashlight. Yeah. <laughs> I you, mean, that's being generous. Did you An work, LED flashlight? How about that? Were, did you work like in the in the DC machine? I, I've worked in, I, prior to working for media critics. I was in media. I spent. I worked in a couple of daily papers. I worked. Uh, for Chronicle Higher Education, Congressional Quarterly. Uh, I, I've always worked in media or in some form or now criticizing media. Do you think w- this is something we've come up with is that they say politics is downstream from culture. I think culture is downstream from technology. Do you see any any possibility that this system could be solved politically? Well, the problem is p- political will comes from people, which is back to culture. <clears throat> and, you know, that's – so, I mean, it's all – it's all synergistic. I mean, there's no, you can't 
just take one piece out. Donald Trump was a great example of how a combination of technology and culture, people people just wanting change. I know a lot of Bernie Sanders people voting for Donald Trump. Uh, people were frustrated with the powers that be. You think people were frustrated with the powers that be when they voted for Donald Trump? You get three and oh, a half yeah. more years of what's been going on the last seven months, and they'll be willing to vote for the you know the ice cream salesman down the street. Let's let, let's let's say establishment politics. We will call substance X. <laughs> And Substance X has been pouring out of all of our faucets and our vents and our TVs. It's the blob. And then, yeah, it's just sludge. And then what happens is Trump comes along and he's like, I'm going to fix it all. It'll go away. I'm the best. No more Substance X. And people are like, I will take whatever I can get. But what happens is he plugs it up. It starts backing up in the pipes. And now Biden is like ultra concentrated Substance X. It's like... It's like it builds up and then Trump holds it back for a few years and then boom, it comes out. And you get everything that people hated about establishment politics going back for decades. Biden is and, and with a lot along, along, along with the media, like a hyper concentrated version of it. Well, so it's I, not just by it's particularly yeah, it's along with the media. I mean, right. whether how much Biden is doing the self, it's certainly the establishment that's running D.C. right now is. You know, the back of the woke politics, the woke, you know, stuff in school, kind of critical race theory, which is racism. All of this stuff is so overwhelming now that it it's intended to overwhelm you. It's intended to make you lose hope. It's intended to make you give up and just accept it. We're living through a cultural revolution. So, yes, culture. So so. All that stuff is still downstream from from culture, but the difference is culture is now hyper powered with technology that it's never seen before. China is doing a good job of mastering it, or at least riding the riding the Fenris wolf, you know, and not having it eat them. Boy, that's that's about to be my dorkiest reference for the evening. <laughs> I think a lot about um, deep fakes because we're coming up on neural net and deep fakes. And like when we see a deep fake video of a guy getting his head cut off by a deep fake ISIS guy and a deep fake American, and we think it's real, and it might be a real fake person's face on, and then the country goes to war because of some deep faked or false dude, flag. Running they, man, they, they, the, the, they, the, the the map the the map where they map the guy and they kill they they kill Arnold Schwarzenegger and they just you know they they map somebody they map somebody's Arnold's face on somebody else. That's what deep fakes. And you know who's not, most scared of it? Politicians. Mm-hmm. Not even they're afraid for the late hit where it shows politician X uh, or substance X with in a porno. Yeah. Uh Someone tried making like there, I remember there's a viral video of like the P tape and they're like it's it was clearly staged and fake with an awkward camera angle, but it's not even necessarily deep fakes. It's when they, you know how they do the the um what is it called when they make the uh, oh is it, is it that is a deep fake I guess when they just make a fake person. It's not a real person. Yeah. The face doesn't exist. It's like oh yeah, yeah yeah. So it's not like they'll take Ian's face and put it on your body. It's like they literally will artificially generate a face that is of, of no person that's, yeah, that's real. Sight. Yeah, we got the, the, the sites that now create the, just build your own avatar. Do you, do you guys remember yeah. when they made uh, the Joe Rogan simulator where you could type in words and it, and then it, it was Joe Rogan saying them? Oh, nice. And it was near perfect. Yeah. yeah. And they, they ended up taking it down, I guess. Yeah. You know, Joe's like, like, it's a little – I don't know if Joe came guys. out against it, but like they can do they that took to it down. anyone. Like, yeah, it the guys too, who made it. It was too creepy or something? They were making videos of Joe saying crazy stuff to okay. prove a point, and it's like, that's messed up, dude. Yeah. Right, but I mean, so they can, 
Somebody posted a video just this week where it was from Canada and it was a woman saying that ISIS are brothers. And I raised questions because it it didn't lip sync out. Mm. And I still don't know. I'm I haven't seen it that where where it becomes proof that it was phony, so maybe it's legit, but it didn't it didn't look if you watch the video very clearly she's enunciating every syllable correctly and she gets to brothers and there's like a little blip and then it doesn't look right and i'm thinking is this phony so i mean i i even tweeted people and i saw several people raising the question why haven't we seen more of this like why haven't we seen you know aoc uh, or trump or biden or harris oh it is coming yeah he's right it's coming oh yeah i mean imagine imagine what iran or russia could do Mm -hmm. putting out a video of of biden and it's just like deep faked in audio and it's Biden saying something and, and, and they wouldn't make it crazy like him saying something like racial slur. It would be him saying something like, yeah, well, what, what was I supposed to do about these Marines anyway? You know what? We got more. Or, or like you that. know, literally saying F them. You know, just, you know, from, from a little, oh, here's a, here's a tape. Cause, but the deep state. But see, you can't just do that because it's, it's too, people will be like, F them. Like, there's no way Biden would say that. His son died of cancer and served. But he, you know, I mean, I think a lot of politicians would say that. People, yeah. Yeah. People would people would believe it, but I think if we saw a psyop, it wouldn't be that direct. It would be something like, "Yeah, well, we're sad to lose them, but we got more." <laughs> well, remember this, that would we're living in the psyop, and I don't mean like some sort of phony artificial thing. the The whole goal of foreign governments is to put us against each other. Yeah, and we're we're living that every day. And I mean the the us them thing. We live the us them thing, and I'm probably you know a good part of that. Uh, you know, fighting that. But if you look every single major issue now that's fought on Twitter, you run into the bot armies. And the bot armies make it look like, oh, there's a lot of support for this thing. That well, they're, no one they're, cares. they're not necessarily bots. They're sock puppets. Yeah, sock puppets. You know, but pho- phony accounts or small yeah. small accounts. And you know, That's why you, you don't get, read replies. Don't read comments. <laughs> yeah, that's why. I mean, I look for real people. It's I'll one. Look, it's one guy. Like when you read your comments, yeah. and you have like ten comments where they're like, "You're ugly, you're fat, you're a loser." It's one guy. It's doing God it. speaking to yeah. you through and whatever. <laughs> What's funny is when you you know you delete the one, and another one just picks up right right where the one left off. Like, oh, of course, it's the same person. They yeah. think you don't. You know, or oh. when they accidentally use their socks without realizing it, yeah. they forgot to switch their account. Over. Yeah, this is oh another zero follower June twenty twenty one account. Mm. Yeah. But nevertheless. Politicians and business people don't understand this. Yep. Flat out don't. So when Tennessee went to constitutional carry for guns, God bless them, the, I saw some people responding to the governor saying, oh, thank you very much. This is, you know, this is great. We want next thing, the parade of the accounts. And you could tell some people who were on there didn't get what was happening. And that's, truly unsophisticated i mean that's that's you know garbage entry level you know uh, political maneuvering the democrats have a couple bot armies or or sock account armies russia has at least one or two china has one um iran doesn't shockingly and they don't even understand you can block people uh (laughs) so they're very unsophisticated but We've now discovered the Taliban is so sophisticated that even the media are speculating that they've hired a PR firm. <laughs> I, so, so I mean, oh, this is go. this is affects our politics every single day, and it's designed from foreign governments and even people in our country to pit us against one another. 
Yep. Let's go to Super Chats. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. And check out the Cast Castle because we have started ramping up production. We're getting almost daily vlogs out right now. And if you want to see the inner workings of what's happening here at the studio, it's a whole lot of just, I don't know, people are skating. We had a fog machine. You got a really cool... Cool facility here. You really do. And we started, we started this show, the Cast Castle vlog, uh, you know, earlier this year, and now we've ramped up production. So we're, we're getting to the groove, figuring things out. The other day, I went down into the green room where we invite our guests, and it was full of smoke oh, from yeah. the smoke machine. <laughs> and we have like our guest, Daniel Turner, is like sitting there in a, in a shroud of fog. And I'm like, what are these people <laughs> doing through the mist? <laughs> and, they're like, and they're so cool. And I'm like, guys. And they're like, oh. I'm like, get a fan. What are you doing? We have people coming in the house. But it's funny. Always yeah. an adventure. So, YouTube.com slash Cast Castle. Let's read some Super Chats. Smash that like button for Ian. Do if you me. smash that like button today, a sad Ian will be brightened by your <laughs> contribution of one like. It's true. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Ian, smash it for me. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> smash, it. It for smash it for me, silly. So bring me back because this place is cool and I actually oh, li- yeah. don't live all that far away. A sad oh, nice. old man. Oh, wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Smash it for the creepy old himself. guy who's 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 hanging out with with people oh, half his age on oh, Friday night. Well, I don't know how old the are you? magic user. Yeah, exactly. How, how old are you? Uh, old. You don't want to say. <laughs> I don't want to say because I don't think I don't think uh, Ian's old. I'm older. Ian's fifty. Forty. <laughs> Ian's almost. Not 50. I'm almost. But I'm I'm forty. I'm OG. You were quick to be like forty. Let's just let's just go for OG and stick there. Yes, I like. That. I'm seventy three. <laughs> no, uh, let's read some of these super chats. Harry Toe says, "No Luke, we nuke." Yeah, yeah. Well, no Rutkowski, we Pukowski. Yeah, I, like I saw that yes a couple days ago. <laughs> if if people aren't going to be sending loving messages to Luke every day to let him know, I mean, why would he come back? Yeah. And the new studio is around the corner, so we're gonna have it much easier to accommodate more people, and that's gonna be a whole lot of fun. Oh, I'm so excited. We we just ordered a whole bunch of these LED light bars, mm-hmm. so the whole top of the room is gonna be lined by these LED bars. So, awesome. and then there's gonna be a halo above the table. So lighting will be perfectly. I'm surprised balanced. you didn't go for the for the circular table though. You know, to do circular? the whole not, you know Knights of the Round Table yeah, thing. That you know? cool. Oh, that'd be too difficult. You know, you'd, like you'd be sitting next to someone like two feet from you, to, like try and talk to him. You know, oh, so yeah. we have like we, we we can accommodate I think up to eight people now. Yeah, not that we'll do it because that would be a, a cacophony of voices. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it'd be like Twitter. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's already hard enough with four or five leave, people. Leave one seat just for for bots. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> we can get a Biden bot. Yeah, like just randomly say, "Come on, man!" Get that 360 camera in one of the seats so that you can watch and as if you're there. Ooh, you can yeah. steal. No, we'll, the, we could do that. That'd be cool. You can yeah. steal the animatronic Joe Biden because it really looks exactly like Joe Biden Joe and Biden. talks exactly like Joe yeah. Biden because he's animatronic. I want that thing. All right, let's read some more. We got it's me saying it's Tom McDonald Friday. Dummies is out. Yeah. Let's wow. There's there's so many excellent lines in Tom McDonald music that I'm just like I like it. Dude's a philosopher, man. Yeah. I like listening to him. Yeah, Dummies is good. I haven't memorized the lyrics, but I remember sitting there being like, "There's he's got it." Like, there's lines in that. You should check out Dummies, man. Tom yeah, McDonald ours. kills it, dude. Yes. All right, let's see what we got here. Control Alt Delete says, "I love Papa Joe." Take your summon and go back to sleep, sheeple. We are living in the times between '84 and Brave New World. Yeah. But at least All Brave right. New World was a satire. Ugh. Yeah, we're living in the real version. Yeah. I'm Interesting. Like Chris says, couldn't find stream today. Had to come ch- to uh, channel directly to find it. Normally, it's on my homepage. Figured y'all should know. I watch every night. Me too. Chris, thank you for seeking out the show. I will say that uh, we were having weird hiccups where the show was cutting out, and our internet's perfect. And this is only a, the only other time this has happened has been when we talked about 
uh, China and censorship. Yep. So I wonder if they don't like you. I, that would that would shock me so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, let's see. I support free speech. I spend all my days like fighting idiots who want to censor stuff. Yeah, I'd be I'd be totally stunned. Yeah. Austin Schaefer with a very intelligent point that I didn't even consider. Tim, one way we have to pos- uh, one one thing I assume you mean we have to uh, possibly be ready for a forced vaccine coming from insurance companies for health insurance. Easily could be rejected on rates raised for health or life insurance if you do not have the vaccine. Yeah. Or what if they say access to, you know, Medicare and Medicaid, you have to be up to date with all of your shots. Well, they could just, they could simply say if you're going to get any government program. Oh, yeah. yeah, Easy. Yep. Easy. I mean, is that wrong? Yes. (laughs) If you, if in order to get, so it's, it's the question of if we are going to be paying you to take care of your medical uh, uh, ailments, like we as a community, but you aren't taking care of yourself. Why should we pay for it? Well, right? so then where do you draw the line? Do you, well, okay, true. you're too fat. Right? Okay, yeah, so you got to lose 20 pounds. Oh, wait, you're now, do- hey, your, your, um, skateboard activities, they're risky. Yep. You're going to hurt yourself. So you got to stop that. Um, let's see, you drive too much. You drive too fast. You got it. We caught a speeding ticket. So, so. we're going to take that. I mean, this is a, this is a genuine Twilight Zone episode. Where the the guy wanted to, I think he wanted to lose weight, and then they went after his cigarettes, and you know, it's like, <laughs> or vice versa. I can't remember which you one know, it was. Um, but I mean, this is they can by that rationale they can control everything you do. These doctors who say, "Oh, well, I'm not going to treat COVID patients who don't have the vaccine." Well, are you treating fat people? Are you treating you know uh, people who don't take care of themselves in any other way? That was my observation too, but I would make it the more analogous comparison between something like an STD, which you yeah. can spread to other AIDS. people. AIDS. The, right, the exactly. 100% perfect exactly. comparison is AIDS. And, you know, where it was, oh, you have to be compassionate. People are still living their lives. Well, then, you know, okay. the, the very people who, who said you've got to be compassionate now want to say, oh, you know, I want to destroy you. I want to destroy your life. I, you know, I, I don't like, I don't like the idea of forcing people to do something. I've said this before. I've got the vaccine. I'm sure some people who are listening right now are freaked out or annoyed by that. It gave me 100% access to seeing my dad. Yes. My dad's in long-term care. And when you get the vaccine, you know, the facility uh, he's in, a lot of people died from COVID. My father actually had COVID and somehow beat it even at 92. Tough. But, uh, but when you, when you've got the vaccine, I can get in to see him. And so, you know, uh, that's a that's a that's a risk. I'm, I'll do you, take do you mean day. do you mean based on regulations or do you mean based, based, on, based on safety? Based on based on safety at that facility because they had so many so many problems. All the facilities have had to rein things in because there has been so many seniors who are killed. Mm-hmm. You get one COVID case in a facility. You know these are the people who've got comorbidities and they're old and they're the most likely to to have the and problem. That's, and that's where uh, you know Cuomo killed all <laughs> yes. those people. Yeah, well, that, that, that's not just, I mean these are the just people Cuomo. at risk. Now, one of the reasons why they want Cuomo to go away is there were four other Democratic governors who did the same thing. Yep. And yep. you don't see that story anywhere. So, yep. so I mean, but that said, I think the entirely rational approach is simply, okay, I, I chose my own health care. Don't, don't force me to choose my own health care. That's, and that's, that's dictatorship. Well, I mean- Forcing you to choose your own health care yeah, is well, like, right. you better pick what you want to do or else. No, you better pick like, what I'm we want pick. you to do. That's what the left does right. all the time. You right. better, it's like, like, um, oh, what's the family that's got all the kids? Um, oh, the Duggars? The Duggars. Yeah. Okay, so the left will say, we believe that, you know, women's right to choose. Oh, women's right to choose. So 
But then somebody goes and has a bunch of kids. They freak out. It's like, well, you chose you chose poorly. Yeah. So we, we don't approve. Well, it remi- you ever you ever see the South Park episode where they're having the election between a giant douche and a turd sandwich? And then I think it's like Stan says, I don't care about voting, and they'll get mad at him. And then finally he he's like, you know what? Okay, I'm going to vote. And Kyle is all like, yes, vote for my guy. And then he sees that Stan voted for the other guy, and he's like, wait, what are you doing? No, 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 don't vote for them. What are you doing? You're voting for the wrong person. Yeah, they want you to vote when you vote for the for for yeah. their guy. Well, it's it's uh, I, one of the things that's gone viral repeatedly is the Seinfeld episode where Kramer goes and does the the AIDS mock, and he he doesn't want to wear <clears throat> the button, doesn't want to wear, oh, wear right, the AIDS right, flag, right. Yeah. doesn't want to wear the AIDS flag, and they, they beat, beat him up. Him up. <laughs> you know, it's like okay, but wait a second, a I'm episode. walking. He clearly cared about yeah. the issue, but no, he they were like wear it. He's like he, no, he is <laughs> America. I don't have to do it, and that's. And that's the thing. The more they push any, and it doesn't matter what the issue is. It doesn't matter whether it's COVID or censorship or anything. The more government, media, business coordinate and say, this is what you must do. The more there's a good chunk of the population that says, well, then that's, of course, not the thing I want to do. Especially against resistance that's already formed. If there was no resistance and it was an obvious problem, most people, I think, could get down with self-mandation. Like, I bring this up. If people were falling down on the street, stumbling over and bleeding out of their face from this thing, I would not have a problem with the government being like, look, we're not going to take a 60% of our population die to this thing. Well, I mean, that was smallpox back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Smallpox did like a really, really high death rate. It's like 20% and, or something, wasn't it? I don't remember the, the yeah, but it was massive, massive much, yeah. much worse than anything we can even comprehend. Let's let's read some more super chats. We got a couple people saying that we're being censored. Coldy Locks Production says your stream no longer shows up on my front page recommendations, and it now continues to freeze when I have full bars of cellular data. Totally not suspicious, is it? And we also have full bars on our end. So yeah. this is an internal YouTube problem. Yeah, this is interesting. Elizabeth Carmella, comedian, says, "Hey guys, I don't know if you guys ever used to watch that show House. House is awesome yeah. with Hugh Laurie. He used ivermectin many times in that show." To treat his crazy cases. When I first heard the news talking about it, I already knew what it was because of that show. Interesting. Interesting. I'll check that out. I wonder if they'll take those episodes down. <laughs> or wonder if they already have. Yeah, Ultra, Ultra Squash says, hey, Tim, been watching since I was 13, 17 now. Thanks. Wow. You got you to gotta, you gotta, you gotta, uh, inspire children, you know, to, to be better people. Mm-hmm. And that's the goal, right? That's one of the reasons why we're doing the vlog because... We don't want to be overly political. We don't want to be overly negative. We want to put resources into doing things that are fun and exciting and inspirational and positive, you know, and we want yeah. people to, to respect freedom and individuality. So I was going to say, I got the, I got the, the leap on this because I've followed you for 10 years because, because yeah, <laughs> I go all the way back it. to Occupy days. <laughs> wow. Which is 10th anniversary coming up next month. Oh, nice. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 17th. All right, let's see. Jay says, do you have any recommendations for new people to learn Linux programming? I'm looking into a career change. I want to try this. Oh, you want to learn to code? <laughs> Ian. But, but if you post that on, on YouTube, you can get banned. Yeah, you'll get banned. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I am not, I'm not a, a coder. I don't know. I don't know. That's the short answer. I wish I could give you some advice. Um, I think you can like go online and get videos of the programming and then just follow along with it on another monitor if you have an extra monitor and then just do the things as they say step by step and you'll learn the process. The languages 
are like a big database of information that you'll need to memorize over time. But the more you enter the stuff, the faster you learn it. There are lots of sites that do things like classes for painting and, you know, calligraphy. And I imagine that at least one of them would have some kind of coding. 100%. And I bet some of the posters right now who are responding are responding to him and saying, oh, here's where you go. The the lead developer of Minds learned that way. Mark Harding. Perfect. Oh, cool. Watch videos and taught himself. All right. Sakantia says, hey there, Tim. Have you heard of a little shop called 5.0 Skate Shop? A certain operator named after a round breakfast pastry. Also, have you ever watched The Clone Wars, Rebels, or Bad Batch? Loving the members-only segments. I have not watched any of those shows, and I don't know the skate shop. Sorry. David Fry with the $1 Super Chat. Thank you so much for your support. All the Super Chats. We love them. X asks, so did you sue the fact checkers on Facebook? So when, for me, in my case, I didn't actually post the, the, the thing that was checked. And so the challenge is... It was someone screenshotting a tweet of mine, but it wasn't content that, if, that that was of mine. It wasn't negatively impacting a page, so there's no damages. It's just them lying. And so the challenge with defamation cases, you got to prove damages. Well, and also you've got to have an army of lawyers. I mean, mm-hmm. Facebook Facebook can you know rain money like they're going to a strip club, mm-hmm. and you've got to be able to pay up for that. And it's hard to hard to do. It really is. Oh, this is important. Little Tails Farm says, Tim, our chickens hatch tomorrow, and we will be filming it on our YouTube channel for everyone to see. Also, we bought a huge mini house shed co- uh, converting into our version of Chicken City. Love the show. Ooh, nice. We have uh, probably the worst possible time to be doing this. Um, well, actually, I mean, maybe Little Tails. I don't know. You know better than I do. We have 12 eggs in the incubator now, and they're going to hatch in about a week, uh, just shy of two weeks. They're not going to be able to go outside. It's going to be cold, you know? So we're going to have to keep them inside or build something for them, I guess. We have three babies right now. They're two weeks old officially. And so they're running around and they're doing chicken stuff. It's a big house. Yeah, we got like a – we we just had to – so they were in the brooder box for a little while. But now they're getting too big and they're getting cramped. So now we we set up an even bigger space. You know, it's like a guinea pig playpen area thing or whatever. It's like a cage. And so now they can run around and do, do their chicken thing, and they just they poop where they walk, and then they try to eat it. It's, yep, it's awful. Yep. They're chickens. And that's really what they do. Did you see Chris playing with the wand on the vlog? Yeah. yeah and yeah, they yeah. didn't want to go back in the cage. He they try to jump out. They, yeah. You put your hand in, they'll jump on your hand. Super And then they'll try and climb up your arm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, because they want to get out. They want to run around and do chicken stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? We should get make it like a big area for them to play in if we can. They don't, well, right now they're really small. They don't need that big of an area. I bet they would love it. But the 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 the, the previous chicken family, you know, for Chicken City, they have the whole farm area, and they they ro- roll around in the dirt all day, and it's really funny. Just yeah. make sure you protect them from aerial attack. Yes. Uh, my niece has chickens, and they notice a couple of chickens disappeared, and then they realize they had a hawk in the neighborhood, yep. and then they had to build a roof on their. Uh, we have a roof. Their, you know, the whole area because the chickens were going out and. Wow. Yeah, we have a roof on one part of it right the, now. The, the actual coop is, is sealed. Like, yeah, but, but, but I mean, when they go out, yeah. they were getting Sorry. hawked. Yeah. It was like Hawk the Slayer for another movie reference for people cool. don't remember. I don't, I don't want to wait around and then one day be like, ah, one of them got one of the chickens. I wonder uh, if we can. Yeah, because they all have names. We named them all. Uh, well, then you definitely got yeah. to deal with that. I had a hawk in my neighbor. I live in suburbia. I had a hawk in my neighborhood. And then when it went away, the the dynamic of birds, the birds overbred in my area and went kind of nuts. Interesting. Yeah, I was like, I wanted the hawk to come back because yeah, the birds were like flying into my house windows and stuff like that for a little while. Wow, come weird. on. 
All right, this is great. Stephen Heinold says, Tim, why do you always mention Dubuque, Iowa in your analogies? Did something nefarious happen to you there? And you're dropping hint, hints for us to solve your secret like a large Timcast Easter egg? It's true. Buried. Did you, did you, proper coordinates. did you post, hang, you know, like, uh, hang a flag up in Dubuque and we're every, waiting for everybody on the internet to figure out where it is? It's because Dubuque <laughs> is the perfect not big city city. So random. So it's like, you know, if you said like, oh, in New York, something happened. It's like, no, no, no. When you want to mention like uh, middle America, like Dubuque, Iowa, man. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I guess you could is. say Omaha. Almost. I've been to Omaha before. It's awesome. There's a, there's a lot of great a lot of corn. Oh, population's 57,800. There you go. Salute. That's what I'm saying. It's perfect little it's middle like American home, town. Kind of my hometown. Nobody, nobody gets the salute reference. Everybody, nobody watch Hee Haw. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's too lost. <laughs> Jordan it, says, Tim, the point Dorsey is making is valid. Yes, it's censorship, but at the same time, it can't, it can be dangerous for millions of people using social media to organize against the government. It is a threat, and he just called it out. It, what was that in reference to? Dorsey called what out? Is this what his, uh, anatomy of the state post? I don't know. I mean, his, his post was, uh, my assumption was it was informing people of Rothbard's writing. Definitely. Which is calling the state parasitic. It was like yeah. he was calling for help from inside the machine. <laughs> That's right. That's what I thought it was. It's like you're looking at the screen and his hand is reaching I'm out. still here. <laughs> I'm still Jack. Help me. Yeah, but, like a, but there is a huge gap between organizing against the state and causing, and causing an actual insurrection, sort of like you know Portland, uh, as opposed to posting stuff about COVID where, the, where uh, Twitter disagrees with you. So I wanna, that's kind of a significant difference. Yeah, I want to upgrade the United States, but sometimes that means twisting aspects of it that I'm afraid that if if it gets too too much censorship that we won't even be able to discuss the things that we need to fix. Well, at at 1 billion percent the point. If we can't even talk about the problems, if we can't even the whole definition of the scientific freaking method is you come up with something and then other people get to challenge it in the normal society. Otherwise, what you've got is the Vatican from Copernicus's yeah. day. Oh, wait, yes. you came up with science. Sorry. We have faith. And that's what this is. This is the people on Twitter. They've turned science into faith. Scientism. You know, and you get the Washington Post. I love this. We did a study about the Washington Post. Washington Post is all the time, oh, well, you guys are not, you know, focusing on the science. Washington Post last year devoted, by our calculation, 45 full, the equivalent of 45 full pages to, drum roll please, astrology. Okay. (laughs) So the sciencey people are devoting the equivalent size of an entire daily newspaper big daily newspaper in the nation's capital to astrology which is bogus and then turning around and calling people out for for their daring to disagree with fauci and such yikes all right alex aitken says watch the video by marine ltc stuart scheller he talks about how people at the top need to be held accountable like the people at the bottom are his video will end his 17-year career wow oh, man what is that stuart Scheller, S-C-H-E-L-L-E-R. I'll check it out for sure. Good for him. Yeah, definitely. We have a great super chat, but the message was retracted. Oh, no. <gasps> no. Well, thank you anyway. Um, Horace Seymour also mentioning Marine Lieutenant Colonel Stu Scheller, who was relieved of command in Afghanistan for speaking out about the Pentagon lack of planning. Bravo to him. Wow. Dang. Wow. All right. Let's see. Steven says, I wouldn't be surprised if the Taliban sold the list of Americans Biden gave to them. And ISIS got to the checkpoint with one of the names. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're expecting the the terrorist to be honorable, even if they don't all like ISIS because they're, you know, ISIS, now ISIS-K, which, by the way, is just like, you know, some sort of made-up term that we're supposed to focus on. It stands for Islamic State Khorasan, which is an ancient area of Afghanistan. But, but, I mean, so, so, yes, there's been conflict between ISIS and Taliban, but are we supposed to trust that everybody got access to that list is, oh, an honorable terrorist? Sure, no doubt. All right. Let's see. Alex Kelman says, been watching since March 2020. Also, TimCast.com member. First Super Chat. Walt Disney World is requiring all cast members, employees, to get the jab by Halloween or be terminated. 76,000 people in Florida. Wow. Terminated. Boy, sounds that that's just not the wording uh, you know I would use if I was Disney. <laughs> the mass, the mass resignation, the great resignation, they're calling it. This is, is going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be absolutely exacerbated by the police now in Chicago are saying, if you, ma- if you f- push this mandate, we're not going to show up for work. It's on you. So many people are going to just be like, nope. They said, well, the, no oh, we're gonna no, I was going to say, the truckers are the real, I mean, the truckers have said, if we're, if you're going to, you're going to mess with us when we show up with, with goods. If you're going to say, oh, you don't have, you know, you don't have the vax, we're not going to let you in or something like that. You're going to give us a hard time. Truckers said they're going to walk. I saw and good luck, cities. A number yeah. said that uh, within a year you will see like five hundred thousand more resignations, or five five million more resignations. I don't know, but it said that of the current workforce, and then they specified the a work the workforce is employed and people looking for employment. They, those people are considered in the workforce, even though they don't have a job. Mm-hmm. That's well, insane to me. That's yeah, but how they you calculate. Be, but they could be considered unemployed. But they're part of the workforce because they're actively, so, because they're still so actively, actively looking. looking. Once you stop, but, but you, you hit a point it's, where you're it's, it's backwards. The the uh, you're right to bring it up. But what what this means is, when we are like the unemployment rate is currently at eight percent, they're not including people who have given up. So if you're like, I can't get a job, I quit, I'm going to go live in the dirt. They don't consider you unemployed. Right. What? Yeah. Yep. These numbers are twisted. Yeah, yes. All numbers are twisted. Yep. All numbers government numbers are twisted. But I mean that. You reminded Ian, haven't me. you read the enemy, Anatomy of a State? No, I haven't. The state is a parasite. <laughs> I heard that I should read it. Yeah, you, should read it. <laughs> you reminded me why I like where I work because we do not have a vax mandate, and you, you know, and I can say you know you, you don't. don't, you don't you know. I want I want everyone to understand this. If you, as a business, require people to get the vaccine, your employees, you are legally responsible for any adverse reaction. Now, I personally think the vaccine is is safe. But I don't think people should be uh, being mandated. And there's, I, I've mentioned this before. There's like a scaling issue with trying to be more libertarian, like respecting a small business and what their choices are if it's an individual. But it gets, it's a difficult when you scale up. The point is, if you work for a company, uh, you know, I, I'll tell people a few things to ease your mind. Simply uh, draft out a letter saying that, you know, ask your employer if they mandate it, say, just, you know, sign this and I'll gladly go to the doctor and make them sign a document saying we will uh, claim full responsibility for all you know, uh, medical issues that arise following this, you know, treatment or whatever. See what your boss tells you. <laughs> I think uh, a lot of them will tell you, no, we're not signing. But, but yeah. it's the, the C, I think it's the CDC that actually says they have, they're, they're liable no matter what if they mandate it. So if, if it, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's OSHA. Right. OSHA said that if your job mandates it, they are responsible because it's considered, you know, requirement for work. So like if your job requires you to, um, you know, wear a safety harness as you climb and the safety harness breaks, it's their fault. They're responsible for that because they made you do it. Same thing is true here. So I think a lot of these businesses don't realize that. And when it comes to like, you know, your company saying you don't mandate it, we don't mandate it here because I will not assume liability for people's health choices. That's entirely on them, not me. And we are pro-freedom. 
Nice. I'm very pro-freedom. Yeah. You know? That's right. All right. Let's see what we got here. Ben Macklin says satire site The Duffel Blog hit the nail on the head with their headline, quote, General Milley regrets not including Vietnam War history book on reading list. <laughs> uh-huh. Indeed. The Ibram Kendi reference. That's a that's a real good. <laughs> the the, the Duff, Duffel Blog is only second to Babylon B for, for real cool stuff. Babylon B is prophetic, man. It's kind of scary. Yeah. You can look <laughs> back in time and see their articles actually come true. And you're oh, like, they keep they keep Stop. a list. Other things of, of how many times <laughs> it, it just—it's it, it still for all that it did was my still favorite is the washing machine where because it because it got it got fact checked. Oh, that's right. Got, I remember got, that. Like, oh wait, they they actually don't put their stories. CNN doesn't actually put their stories in a giant washing Into machine. Washing machine. <laughs> Eric Miller says, "My third time super chatting this. Two scientists are trying to build a Star Trek-like impulse engine." Reported on Bloomberg. Very interesting. All right, the Reaper medic says CPD and CFD are united in total opposition to the Chicago Vax mandate. Most I know are willing to walk or take leave, myself included. Both departments are already short on manpower. This is going to get very interesting soon. I actually know people who work in uh, in those departments, and they have expressed, um, yeah, they, they they might just walk. Well, I mean, nationwide, the whole endless war on police is nationwide main meant that police departments are struggling to find find people because who wants to go in an era where you know the politicians won't back you and you're you can't police i i know in my own county they had nine graduates from the last uh police academy class the smallest in history wow that's not cool kubana says i changed my career to political sciences there's got to be a way to fight back republicans need young blood mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i mean and, and, and balls too would yeah also be good. Re- re- republicans need uh gumption yeah the yeah. republican party just like sits around and they're like i, I would definitely encourage anyone to to dispense with the word fight don't use the word fight because no one wants to build yeah people don't want to fight you right now they want to create cool stuff and they'll like you if you make cool stuff build Build, build, build. Mm. Create. Yeah. Make. Yeah. Makers. Fix. All right. Let's see what we got here. Uh oh. It just jumped on me again. No. YouTube always does that. All right. Let's see. Where were we? Yikes. Okay. Let's see. Joe F says, please read me. Rosa Core, please look into her videos. She conducted presentations about 10 years ago, and what she discusses is coming to fruition over time. And exponentially, oh, I'm sorry, exponentially increasing in velocity. Green anything. Interesting. Uh, exponentially, of course, is the Biden quote. He said exponentially. Yes. Oh my God. I was going to, w- I thought it was a typo at first. I was going to say exponentially. And then I realized what they were doing with exponentially. And I was like, right. I had a really good super chat. Now it went, went, I can't see where it is now. Uh, Tina Collette says, Tim, I watch Cast Castle every day. Take this super chat and buy a hammer. Seeing your crew use pistols, bats, and other stuff makes me crazy and yell at the TV. That's funny. For some reason, when I was trying to open a box, they handed me one of these throwing axes. That was awesome. Why? It's like a going theme on the castle now. People, people open boxes with the throwing axes. I was going to say, but at least they didn't throw the throwing axe. It's very chill. I was like, did someone, someone have like a knife I can open this box with? Like here, and I'm like, all right. It's an axe, I guess. Is that a future episode you're going to be you know, on your skateboard throwing axe? That's, that's, oh, gosh, that's uh, a oh, that's idea. cool. Yeah, I like that. Jimmy Kinto idea. says, so when are you going to have an exclusive Alex Jones interview on your website so more can flock to it, LOL? Um, we may have an announcement in the next few days about something that I think will break the internet. Yes. Alex Jones featuring a special guest. Oh, yes. 
I'm really excited. Alexander himself? Alex Jones and a special guest. We're, 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 and, and since I'm privy to this, I could people not that part of this usual. Pro, I'm not going to say <laughs> not part of the usual propaganda of like why you should watch, but I can just say he's right. It really will break the freaking internet. It will. Okay, it's it's really a cool <laughs> idea. Well, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to we don't want to do like crossfire necessarily. We had you know we had Vosh, we had Charlie, and that was really fun. We don't want to do like this very obvious like left versus right. We want to do like people who don't make sense sitting next to each other. <laughs> yes, this is perfect. So, you know, that's kind of the goal moving forward so just to like expand. And it's, it's kind of like to, to bring people together from different areas. So we really want to do like, like a crypto expert with, you know, someone who's overtly culture war and like just see where they come together with their ideas and like what they can, what they're concerned about. That'll be a lot of fun. But uh, we're hoping to have, uh, Alex back very, very soon with a really fun guest. I don't want to say anything like obviously we're talking about Alex Jones. I don't want to say anything definitive yet because we don't have a date and we're trying to make, figure out, you know, if we can schedule these people properly. Logistics. But I think it's looking promising. You know, uh, we've had Alex on a couple times. We're always we're always uh, we always love to have him back. So and you can let us know when they censor it. Yeah, we will. We will. Yep. We'll uh, yeah, way. yeah, yeah. Because that's that's I, I don't think that'll happen this time. I think this is going to be a sillier conversation than anything, and it'll be a lot of fun and just, you know, awesome. yeah, super chill. Thing about the well, word. maybe not chill is the right word. No, it's, <laughs> there's, there's going to be no chill in the in that zip code. Zero chill. Well, I noticed about censorship that the act of it, just by definition of the word, like if you make a post and I look at it and I decide to let it be there, I'm censoring it. But the se- the censor is deciding if it if it is or isn't. Just the act of deciding is the censorship. Hmm. It's not the taking down of. So just having censors in place is like yeah, having people censorship. having people who have the power to shut down your thought. You might like the minds uh, set up right now. It's it's a jury system where if something gets reported for violating terms, it goes to a random s- selection of users that have to vote if they think it was a violation, and then if it if it is if agreed upon by the jury, then it's sent. Yeah, so that's admin. better than what they set up for Facebook is basically you have the mob and if you get enough pe- mob people yeah. just click, click, click. Then you get then you get your post taken down. Right. MZ Kim says get a dog to protect the chickens. We actually have two dogs yes. that are running around at all times uh-huh. uh, and they, you know, they're, they're peeing everywhere. So we're, we're pretty safe from predators. <laughs> yeah. we, we used to have deer that would come out with the dogs chasing oh. away now. Yeah. Well, one of the dogs was super cute. I can't, the other one was tied up, so I couldn't, I didn't get a chance to say hello. Oh my gosh, they're the best. <laughs> oh yeah. Fave coworkers. Sonny James says, Tim, I'm finding it real hard to be positive, especially seeing the quarantine facilities go up in Australia. Any examples of history where the people fought back and won against a minority of totalitarians without other countries' aid who had skin in the game? Man, I don't know. Yeah, somebody from, somebody from Australia was telling me that quarantine is just for people coming back into Australia. That's not true. Um, I'm just saying that's, yeah. that's what they're, that's what they're putting out. So it's like, you know, oh, the camps are just for prisoners of war. Oh, the camps are just for people with typhus. Oh, the camps are just for the dissidents. Oh, the camps are just for people we don't like. Yeah. What's funny is, uh, you mentioned camps. It's one of the big jerks on Twitter is George Sakai, who grew up in one of the so camps ironic. built and put there by FDR, a Democrat, and he spends all his time bashing Republicans. I mean, I'm but, sorry. But if let's, somebody, let's ask him about the quarantine camps in you know in Australia and see what yeah. he says. I was gonna say some, somehow if if he doesn't put, he, he he doesn't run that account. I'm pretty sure. I was gonna say, but if that if somebody put, but I mean, he goes on television, he goes on media yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Somebody somebody put me in a camp as a little kid, and that political party is still strong. I'd probably hold a grudge. Yeah. Just saying. I don't know. He's got he's got he's got a lot of boots to lick. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's got it. Someone's got to do his it. His first name is Hosato. Changed oh. to George at some point. Interesting. I like that guy. All right, let's see. We'll do we'll do just a couple more here. 
Garhant says, I just want Michael Malice in real Jester's outfit. Then Tim brings out a little puppet of Michael as Jester. That is a really weird but good idea. That'd be hilarious. Great idea. <laughs> like having like a little puppet Michael Malice. A little Michael. I thought you were going to have him stripped down into those underwears he sells. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll All more. right, let's see. Oh, I could have done without that image. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's on his Instagram if you want to see it. Oh, yeah. If you want to. Waffle Sensei says, Tim, good sir, when are you going to upload the original Alex Jones, Michael Malice episode to the website? I don't know if we... we, we I we, do. We do I have it? I still have it. I oh, we can, then, well, then let's put it on Rumble. Yeah, it's on my laptop. Ooh, oh, okay, cool. Because yeah. I know it is up on iTunes and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, the, the audio, I think... Oh, maybe not. No, I think no, it is. No, you had me. Okay, you had me take it down off the podcast platforms too. Did I really? Yeah, you did because you're like, nope, nope, nope. Take it down, take it down. I was like, okay, all right, okay, all right. We'll put it up right now. All right, we'll figure it out. Ooh, yeah, yeah. There was Friday a lot of there, there was a lot of confusion around that, and we didn't know exactly what was going on or why or we who was coming sure. after us. Yeah. But then we forgot about it, so we can <laughs> yep. put it up on the website right now. Yeah. Um. Cool. All right. Struggling on YouTube says inside info that CA Hospital is mandating the vaccine. It informed employees that if they are COVID positive but asymptomatic to go ahead and come into work. It's not about health. It never was. Mm. Yikes, man. All right, we'll do one more. BTK says, when Millie meets evacuated troops who had to leave the others behind and the families of the dead, they'll teach him all colors of rage. Mm. All right. My friends, it's been a fun Friday night. Thank you for all, all so much for hanging out. Go to TimCast.com, become a member. We're going to put up that Alex Jones episode on Rumble immediately as soon as Lydia gets a chance to go. So my laptop, yeah. Yes. And then, uh, so so um, maybe by tomorrow morning, I think, you can expect it to be up. And uh, man, we, we screwed that one up. We should have had it up immediately. We just kind of dropped the ball on that one. I think, you know, what happened is that we were going to like, we were, pl- we were always planning on getting on the website, but then, I, but then I immediately shifted focus to rebook them, do the show again. And then like yeah. a week later, we just did the show again because I was like, ain't nobody going to bring us down. And But we'll get it up. Uh, so you can follow us on the show at TimCast IRL. You can follow me personally at TimCast. Check out YouTube.com slash CastCastle for all of the vlog shenanigans. Dan, did you want to shout anything yeah, out? Yeah, absolutely. Follow me on Twitter at Dan Gaynor, D-A-N-G-A-I-N-O-R. If you get censored, which I know a lot of you are getting censored, you get censored, go to censortrack.org. we got a whole little form for you to fill out. Fill it out because it's important. You're doing really important work, man. Thanks Thank for coming. You. This has been really uh, this has been fun. And by the way, give lots of nice comments about me so they bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. I love you. Thanks, man. Uh, follow me at iancrossland.net and at iancrossland on social media if you want to get down. Hit yes. me up. Yes, and I'm loving that Dan is an older version of all the nerdy guys that I hang out with every day. I think that's awesome. You guys are free to follow me on Twitter at Sarah Patch Lids as I continue my quest to have more followers than Sarah Patch Kids. We will see you all uh, at the Cast Castle vlog, youtube.com slash castcastle. Thanks for hanging out, and we'll see you all next time. Bye, guys. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.